0: Happy Holidays and welcome to Episode 9 of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan along with David Van Boglen. And this week we'll be breaking down the action from the UFC on Fox, Dos Anjos versus Cowboy. We've also got some MMA news on the new weight cutting policy and one fighting championships. And we'll be closing out this episode with a discussion of our top five alumni from The Ultimate Fighter. David, how you doing today, man? Um, I'm healing. Uh, I got a little yeah. bum, a hell of bum shoulder. Yes, you and, uh... sure do. <laughs> Been, it's
1: it's been something that's nagging me for a couple of weeks, and I'm hopefully I can uh, right on the first of the year we'll get this thing taken care of, so I don't have to sit in this this sling and do these shows anymore. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> last
0: week, anybody that was listening probably caught a couple of times where I was yelling <laughs> at Dave to tell him to stop moving his damn shoulder because uh, I can see him wincing in pain across from me.
1: <laughs> I don't I don't realize it. I talk with my hands a lot, so I like raised up my one arm. He tried to explain something, and I went, oh, ow, this sucks. You know, and uh, <laughs> I didn't pay attention enough, and he's yelling at me to do it, and I know I should. But it's just, I get going, and I get on a point, and I just ride it to the end and never stop. So <laughs> hopefully by the, you know, beginning of the year, get this thing fixed and be back in normal. But the good news is I can still, I still have one hand. I can still type up notes, but I can still do the show. So, that's, you know, show must go on. That's the important
0: <laughs> part, for sure. But yeah, we definitely don't want you being in pain anymore. Nah, yeah, we're, we're over that. It's, yeah, it's that's old now. Yeah, it's as old. As had enough of that. <laughs> so, well, I guess we're, let's start breaking down some fights, huh?
1: Yeah, you know, um, I've been looking forward to this. This was the last card uh, of the year. Yep, the last uh, card of 2015. 2015. You know, and uh, going into this card, uh, we've had seven. New champions this yep. year.
0: Yep, we were looking for a possible eight.
1: This could have been number eight, which is, uh, seven is already record setting. Eight would have been insane uh, going into the fight. So we had that riding on uh, this card, and on top of the fact that it was uh, the last card of the year, it's another follow up from that huge week that we had. Yeah, with coming the, off the eight. three week, uh, three flights in three days. Phew. You know, so there's been a lot of fights lately. Well, this fight, is the, hangover, Oh, my really. goodness. it has been a lot of coverage for us, too, having to break them down and, you know, trying to figure out how to focus on uh, the main fights without without the, the lesser prelim cards taking a hit because we don't want to just say, you know, oh, they were crap, let's just focus on this. exactly. Because they're all good. You oh, know. yeah. No, Everybody was... that gets in there and fights is tough, and, and they earned their spot in there. So uh, trying to balance out... You know, three cards with 15, 10, 15 flights per card. Right. Man, it's been exhausting. Yeah. We
0: did it. We pulled it through,
1: but... <laughs> this is our
0: first week wow. in a while that we don't have... To, that we're just doing a breakdown. It's yeah. It's not a breakdown and a preview of another <laughs> card. Yes. Or in the case of a couple of weeks ago, yeah. a breakdown and a preview of three cards. Right.
1: Breakdown and a breakdown and a breakdown. Exactly, and then, and then another
0: preview of another card. So it, it's nice to have a little bit of a break. We can get into something. You know, we haven't talked any MMA news in a while. No, we, we haven't. just haven't had time. And they're really,
1: you know, all the MMA news that we've had for a while was all tied into the fights. Anyways, exactly. there was nothing extracurricular no. going on. It was, it was. You looked up and down all of the, you know, the the seven news sites that I use, and all it was was this guy talking about this guy, yep. this guy talking about this guy. I mean, it's just a lot of trash talking fights. So. Uh, news was even slow outside of that so there really wasn't a lot to, for us to do but uh, this week we get to do something we haven't done in oh, many many shows episode two or three right and we get to do kind of a, a discussion a, a, customi- a customary discussion where we just go in for a topic and and give our opinion yeah I love these because there's no right or wrong it's just how you feel and it really and it really helps me some a couple of the ones that we've done open my eyes to Oh, that fighter is? Yeah, I haven't given him that much of a chance. Exactly. And, and not listening to some of the the stats and the stories that that, that you give, it's like well, you know what? Maybe I should look at the, at that fighter a little better. I feel the so same you know? way. You
0: know, there's things that you've brought to, in some of our discussions that I'm like, I didn't didn't look at it from that angle. I didn't think about it from yeah. that perspective. And it's opened my eyes of, you know, giving this guy a chance, or, wow, this guy should be a little higher, in my opinion, than, than where he actually, where I had Exactly.
1: Exactly. It really helps to do those, and, I, and I, a lot of people uh, I've talked to that listen to the show, is like, man, I, I would have never even thought to, you know, think of that guy as, you know, we were doing, like, greatest of all time, and weights and stuff, and uh, <sighs> they just thought that, you know, everything was going to be cut and dry, and then we heard, then they heard what we were saying from even going, I went all the way back to like UFC 5. Yeah, fight,
0: you know, I was like, wow, man, I didn't even remember that guy, right? And also, uh, yeah, some of the younger guys that don't know some of the guys we even talked about, they yeah. like, oh, well, let me get out and find out about this guy, you know, yeah,
1: because a lot of the especially the younger guys that I talked to, they've only experienced the UFC from the boom, yep. on forward, they you know, there was. A lot. Nine, 12 years or so? Nine, between nine and twelve.
0: Uh, yeah, about between nine and ten, this in ninety four, two thousand five, right? So about ten. He's so, yeah, called ten years. years.
1: You know, so there's ten years of history there that they just uh, weren't aware of, right? Or uh, were, you know, too young at the time to really pay attention exactly. to. Exactly. You know, um, especially when the kids, one of the guys that I talked to, he's He's still in his, his early, mid-twenties, so oh, he was yeah, so. he was only like six when it came out. <laughs> <you know>? so, <laughs> so there was no, you know, he, he doesn't have any history there. So once he gets the info on some of the fighters that we're talking about, he goes back to YouTube and is like, man, can you believe that that you know Dan Severn won a f- uh, two fights on that card without even throwing a punch right. it's like yeah dude i remember that yeah. <laughs> I remember you, back, that, back in those just... days you
0: could get away with it you could fight yeah. that style yeah yeah today uh, no no
1: well back then i think back then it was more like it wasn't it wasn't much uh, they called it mixed martial arts but it was it was Taekwondo against Judo. Exactly. It was, you it was know, the mixing of had, the different styles. Yeah, Not everybody so had one thing that yep. they did. They, they weren't versed in, in seven or eight different disciplines. Yeah, it
0: was finding out who was, whose style was the, the best. Yeah. And now it's, you must be versed in everything. Absolutely. Or you're going to fail.
1: Yeah, if your game is weak, and, you know, if you don't have a good jiu-jitsu or, uh, or Greco-Roman game, you know, some kind of grappling... If you don't have that, and some boxing or Muay Thai, you know, some kind of striking yeah. discipline. You don't have all those, you've lost before you've even answered. Exactly. So, it was it was a much different animal back then. We, we've we opened some eyes to some of those guys to show them that, you know, that uh, history is awesome. You yeah. Know, old school is cool,
0: man. It's exactly. You know. There were some badasses back in the old school days. It's not. It's not just a bunch of guys that had no business being in the cage. No, they were. They were
1: tough. Tough men. With a yeah. lot of. A lot of different rules today. I mean, you. When you fought back then, you were sub, you were subjecting yourself to groin uh, groin shots and had bare knuckles and you know uh, knees on the ground and, yeah. and
0: just <laughs> yeah, getting, Grab, if you had long hair, someone grabbing a hold and pulling your hair, yeah. and beating you in the face. I mean, Absolutely, just wrapping a, their
1: arm around it and using it as. A, wasn't it Gracie that
0: ripped out Kimo Leopold's uh, ponytail?
1: It was. I, I don't remember who it was, but I, I, know some, was, I remember I, someone did. I think it was Hoyce. Yeah. Had
0: him had him in a, in the on his back. I think took his back and he was grabbing a hold of his ponytail, and ripping him in the face. <laughs> oh and it man! Just completely ripped the damn thing out. <laughs>
1: that's what that's that's where we came from. You know that's that's yeah, that's, uh,
0: that's that's the evolution uh, of the sport that we started off with to where we are today, and I mean it's it's been fun following it. So. And it's
1: fun to think of how some of those guys back then would would fare today. And I'd say uh, there's, there's only probably a handful yeah, that would. There's a very uh, small
0: percentage of guys yeah. that would would be successful in today's MMA for you, sure. I mean, we've seen
1: the fighters that did well back then, just street fighters. Tank Abbott for one who yeah. well back way back when when it was just you know one style versus one style but as it progressed and as it evolved we see him come back and he fought I think it was Frank Mir oh, and he came in there and he went to do his little street fighting deal where he just you know bomb just rushes in rush
0: punch you in the face
1: Frank dropped down grabbed a knee pulled him up and beat him in like 14 seconds yep I remember you that know fight. it just shows it shows how the evolution. The the evolution and the boom sort of happened kind of at the same time. It well, was at, you know, the explosion.
0: Hoist versus Hughes. Who yeah. would have ever thought that Hoist Gracie would get submitted? Never. By by Matt Hughes of all people. <clears throat> yeah. I mean never. nothing against Matt. Great. No, 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 great. no. I love Matt. Yeah, great uh MMA Jiu Jitsu. But versus the, 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 the founding family yeah. of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Oh, I, I never thought I would have saw Hughes. I thought he would have knocked him out. Okay, sure. sure, yeah, knock him out. That's yeah, fine. But to, to see Gracie get tapped.
1: No, I never thought I'd see anyone uh, out grapple the Godfather. Yeah. Ever? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I, he'd be eighty years old, and some young buck would come in and try to to taunt him or whatever in the training facility, and he'd teach him a lesson. Exactly. You know, I, that's how I pictured Hoist the whole time, for his for his entire life. You know.
0: He's the Godfather, man. Yes, yeah. the first family MMA man. So, uh, last Saturday night we had UFC Fight Night from Orlando, Florida, live on Fox. The main event: Rafael dos Anjos defended his title against Donald Cerrone, KOing Cerrone at three fifty-four round one, and wow. it just looked like Cerrone didn't show up for that fight.
1: Yeah, you know he didn't. Uh, he landed four strikes total. No, four strikes. Um, Dos Anjos landed 26.
0: God, RDA looked like a killer. That, I mean, just... He... It was the same Dos Anos that stepped into the cage against Pettis. Yeah. And, and I don't... flatten f- Pettis. Flattened him. And he
1: flattened Cerrone. And, you know, Cowboy, this is something we, we just talked about a few minutes ago before we kicked the show on. Is th- This is Cowboy's deal. Yeah. And once he gets... I mean, he can beat the piss out of everybody Anybody. going up... You know. Eight fight win streak, nine fight whatever it was, beat up everybody, uh, and then once he gets into that that big fight scenario for a championship, he just he crumbles.
0: Crumbles. He, yeah, I call it. He's got the Uriah Faber syndrome. Mm-hmm. There's just a few guys that are world beaters against anybody, but you put them in there in a championship fight, and it all falls apart. Favors I mean, he falling apart against Cruz, falling apart against Brow twice. Yeah. Cerrone's had his opportunities to fight for titles and, and not looked good, falling apart. Uh, I think Gustafson's kind of at that. I mean, he's had two title defenses or two title shots. Yeah. And he's fought well, but he just can't yeah. climb over that peak of the mountain. Right, that's true. There's, I mean, there's other guys like that. Uh, um, I mean, we'll see with Carlos Condit, that's... You know that if he could be one of those guys, there we'll see. got a, few a weeks. bad
1: feeling. It's gonna be. Uh, it's you know he's, he's a killer. I may mean, be wrong. Exactly. So we'll, 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 we'll cover that. Uh, yep. The time, but that, there's that just it comes, there's there's this
0: group of guys that are amazing fighters to watch, and but when they get in there, when the when the pressure's on, they just don't don't seem to be able to perform.
1: You know, I, I've seen Cerrone fight what I consider to be tougher men. The, the Dos Anjos. I like, agree. Um, I have seen them fought more technical men than Dos Anjos. Um, I have seen them and, I've, and beat them in in fairly easy fashion, right? Um, but once that's you know once Buffer comes in and says time for the main event, and they put that belt up to see that the belt is on the line. He just falls into a very scared boy, kind of. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to make a mistake. Please
0: don't hit me too hard. Yep. You know? he's, he's afraid to pull yeah. that trigger. And he he definitely looked. Do you think the uh, already having the loss to RDA uh, was in his head at all?
1: It's, I can't say that it wasn't. You know, I, I can't say in no way that it's possible. But uh, Especially
0: with the, if, if he would have came out and this thing went to a decision. I would say that would have been a non-factor. Yeah, but getting pummeled in the first round like you yeah, did, and getting beat, he got the shit. <coughs> he he
1: got stomped out,
0: mm-hmm. and it looked terrible.
1: It was hard to watch after uh, after about a minute of him just. I don't know what happened to his offense. He he went to defense mode and. He got
0: clipped early, and it kind of just shut down everything.
1: Yeah, it's weird, because I've seen him get clipped like that before, and he just kind of shakes it off, and continues the fight. Um, I have not seen or read, and I've been looking it up, uh, a lot of statistics for this fight. He's not, he didn't have any injuries going in that were reported. Nothing
0: injury-wise? Nothing injury-wise
1: from the fight. You know, no, he didn't break his jaw when he got clipped. He didn't break his nose. You know, he didn't break his orbital. Um, he, got, he got his bell rung, but I've seen him get his bell rung many times. Right. Not, not react like that. No. You know, um, he
0: just shelled right up.
1: Right. And I, I liked Cowboy. I was really, you know, uh, about a year ago, I picked Cowboy to run this division all the way through to the end and, you know, have that Cinderella story of coming from losses and way yeah. down here, and then win, 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 you know. I thought it was finally his time. I thought it was, too. Um, I put my money in the in the Cerrone corner and lost it.
0: <laughs> yeah, lost it bad. Um, the one one of the things I think uh, has been kind of kicked around from the fight was the, the the talk of the stoppage. Did you have any issue? Did you think it was early? Did you no. think I didn't either. No. It was, Cow- it was and Cowboy said the same thing. Yeah, you know he said the same thing in the first fight. I was done. But I've heard you know saw on Twitter a lot of people complained. There's... Been a lot of complaints about early stoppages in these last few weeks or not, you know, inappropriate stoppages, not mm-hmm. quick enough. Um, yeah. There was another early, they, they, you know, possible early stoppage in the Coleman event that yeah. people were talking about. I I didn't see that either. I didn't think so either. Yeah. Um,
1: I thought that, uh, just understand this one, I thought that it was warranted. I saw that see. he was he was shaken. He was not going to be able to, nope. continue to defend himself. He wasn't defending himself. It was just going to get worse. Yep. It was not getting better. The, situ- the situation could have been potentially uh, an injury or or risk to his health. Exactly. If he continued it on, the referee did exactly the right thing that the referee should have done despite what anyone else yeah. has to say. I have
0: no problems with the stoppage. I no. didn't think it was early. I didn't uh-uh. think it was unwarranted. No. Cowboy, was he was done. He was. He was done, and, yeah. he, and he said it himself. He had no yeah. arguments about it. Was it. Like, he said
1: RDA showed up, but I didn't show up, yep. you know. Whether or not so, whether or not I, I don't think it's a, it was a quick stoppage. But whether or not I do, it doesn't mean a damn thing anyway. No. It's over. You know, he's he's very, you know, that's that's the cool thing is he's really he's realistic about stuff. It's like even if it thought it was like, so what if it was? What am I going to do now? Exactly. You know, bitch about I lost. It? You know, I'm going to come out here and whine about it. No, yeah. I got beat. Even if it was early and it would have lasted another ten seconds, I still got beat. Yeah. and it was it was you know it's another way, just another reason why I really like him. Uh, it's because he's got that that attitude of um it was my fault i, I didn't up. he doesn't pathetic, make excuses you know? yeah you never hear he puts cowboy all makes excuses. on himself takes responsibility for everything that he's done he doesn't blame the ref he doesn't b- blame his his coach he doesn't nope. blame his nutritionist for not giving him the proper weight away cut he, he does uh, he, he does him and he fucking takes care of himself and exactly. worries about himself and um, uh, that's another reason why i like him i'm going to continue being a cowboy fan um I think he's. If RDA means champion for a while, Cowboy will never should never see. will probably never see another title shot. No. Someone else comes up and Cowboy does another run like he did. He, he should get a chance. Yeah,
0: because but... he definitely strung together. I mean, he deserved the title shot. Oh, absolutely. He strung together absolutely. enough consistent wins against top competition. Yeah. But yeah, you're you're zero and two against RDA now. It's.
1: Once you get to that point. It's very rare that you get a third. Exactly. You know, Penn and, and Edgar got a third, and that's about the only one that I can remember. You know, if you go 0-2, you usually don't get a third. If it's 1-1, obviously you do. Right. But if you drop 0-2 to, to a guy, I don't think you will get another chance if he remains champion. The way RDA looked, it doesn't look like he's going to go anywhere anytime soon. He looked He looked impressive. extremely good. You know, extremely strong in his feet. Uh, powerful, powerful punches. Everyone that he threw landed Some precision. Like I said, twenty six total strikes. Twenty six significant. significant. Unbelievable, unbelievable.
0: Yeah, it was. It was just. It was a perfect fight for him. He there was not much else to say as far as Dos Anjos goes. Fought a perfect fight, got the victory that he needed to get. What uh, What do you think's next for Cowboy? Because we don't. We can't really talk about where we think is next for RDA. We gotta wait for. We still got. Uh, Uh, Alvarez Uh, and and Pettis that are going to fight at the beginning of the next month.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm going to wait to see what's next for RDA with injuries and fights and so on and so on. I'm going to give it a couple more months before I finally say what I think is next for him because right now it's all up in the air. But for Cowboy, it's it's back to work as usual. Um, Just go back down the list, start over again, find some guys he hasn't fought. There's still some guys in the top 15 there that he hasn't fought. Um, he's got. He's gonna have to do what he was known for doing: is taking fights just to get paid. Doesn't matter who it is, if it's for a belt or not. You know what rank they are. Just take fights, and get his money that he
0: needs. What do you think about a Cowboy versus Ferguson fight?
1: It's not far off. It can't be. You know, Cowboy may drop a couple
0: spots. He's gonna drop down to like yeah. probably three, right? I would think, exactly. I mean, especially if Pettis, if, if Alvarez beats Pettis, then all bets are off, Yep. but if Pettis beats Alvarez, he, he'll move back up for the rematch against RDA. Yep. Uh, I don't really care to see an Eddie Alvarez, Donald Cerrone fight. I don't see a lot of but, excitement in that fight. You know, a lot of people are, are calling for... For Tony, I I think Tony needs one more fight.
1: One more. I think I said the last time. uh, I think we both said the last time. Yeah, we both said the last time. He needs one more. uh, The fight after Edson, he needs one more. uh, And we kind of broke down whether it's going to be Johnson or or Alvarez or or Khabib or the guys that are ahead of him, you know. uh, And we'll get to that Johnson one in a minute, which screwed up our whole fucking... Everything. And, yeah,
0: you know, Khabib's still sitting there. He needs to make an announcement of what he's going to do. He
1: did. uh, Just... It was last night. He's, oh, good! He, I that. He's put. Yeah, uh, I caught this very at the very end of last night before I was going to sleep. He has his name in the hat. He's fighting in March. Good. He's going to fight in March, and if he can't, if some kind of injury or something happens, and he can't make this one, done. done. Yeah. Good. So, so we'll, uh, maybe, we'll see. We'll see yeah, that so in, in a few
0: months. There's still, I guess, then that that throws a wrench into everything. Right.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I caught that very at the very end last night on MMAnews.com. And uh, they broke that story. It's about eleven thirty midnight oh, good, last night. Yeah, I, missed,
0: I missed that last night. that's yep. good. I was not on the uh, on the news site. he's healthy, so. you know. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. This injury was was similar to what happened with Dillashaw. And what happened with yeah. Weidman. It was just a rib injury. Yep. Six weeks. Good. Those
1: are just the yeah. terrible injuries because you can't brace it. You can't. Right. I mean, you can wrap it yeah, around to protect exactly. it. Whatever you move, you can't put a cast on it or a sling on it or something to protect it. It's a rib. Yep. It's a it's a non-moving bone. Um, and it affects everything. Yeah. Your breathing. breathing um, stamina, obviously, yeah. because you can't breathe. And another shot. Every shot feels like you're getting hit by a wrecking ball. Yeah. I, I mean, even just the, the sparring when they're not hitting it, but you know, ten percent strength, just trying to get the. The precision in there, those hurt too. They do. You know? um, this one wasn't as bad. I really, really, really hope to see Khabib uh, March. I, I really hope that he can pull it out. I do too. I, oh, I still gosh. want to see that. I fight love with that guy's tiny. fighting. You know, I, I love his style. He's, he's an extremely advanced grappler. He's he's a bear fighter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's he's a tough he's tough one guy. Of
0: the best Samo fighters that I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. <clears throat> yeah. Definitely. I mean, the, the <clears> kid's <throat> talent is phenomenal, and he's the last person to beat our champion. Yeah, he's twenty-two and all. Yeah, the last, the last person to take out the champ. You take him out in an impressive fashion.
1: So, and, yeah, he comes back and he's successful. So, yeah, that's and that throws a lot of stuff. That shakes here.
0: up the lightweights <laughs> even more. So, I guess we'll have to wait. We're gonna see how that one yeah, unfolds. Yeah, we'll wait and um, see over the next few months how things shake up in the lightweight division.
1: And I, I just. Good luck to Cerrone. Yeah, I hope he comes back and he has some some more success and in rides that wave again because he made a lot of money. He had a lot of popularity. His fights really started to draw a lot of attention and
0: yeah, especially uh, those fights where he was coming. Those three fights in a row that he fought out short notice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Jeez. He's a tough, tough guy and uh, he's one, one of my favorites to
1: right. watch. And I, he'll be back. He'll
0: He's not going me. anywhere. No. I mean, he's not
1: going to get. Title shots.
0: He's going to go home. He's going to do some wakeboarding, drink some beer. Yeah, maybe go see the rodeo. Yep. And come back stronger. So the co-main event, we had uh, Alistar Overeem taking on Junior Dos Santos. And Overeem's picking up the KO, TKO victory in the second round. And just flat out beat the snot out of (laughs) of Dos Santos. They...
1: They... Walked around that cage. That
0: first round was terrible.
1: Yeah, they, there was only about. Uh, they put the numbers up at the end of the round, and it was only like six strikes thrown the entire round between them. They circled each other for, it was like
0: three and a half three minutes. And a half minutes at least. Before anything was done. No. I think one of them threw a kick in the air. It didn't even come yeah, close.
1: No, no, no. It was like a, it was a distance. Yeah, day. it was just feeling out yeah. the
0: distance. There was a couple of jab flicks thrown. And it was just—it was a slow, boring, heavyweight oh, first gosh. round.
1: It was unbelievably boring to watch. It was uh, on, for both sides.
0: And for for Alistair, it was probably smart because he usually blows his whole load in the first yeah. round. Yeah, exactly. He's gassed out by the second and he gets taken on. Against a guy like Dos Santos, he can't. Right, Junior's got power.
1: Extremely, not extreme knockout power. And he's, he's not, I mean, he's not a cardio
0: machine, but he doesn't no. gas either. No, I mean, he's gone He's gone you know, four or five rounds exactly. where he's taken, I mean, where Kane beat the crap out <laughs> of him, and the guy just wouldn't go down.
1: That was bad. Yeah, I, remember, I don't but, ever uh, want
0: to see him and Kane fight again, but that's, uh, a, that's a topic of conversation for another day, and we don't really have to worry about that, thankfully, right? because he was sitting at the number two spot or whatever, next in line for a possible title shot at right. beating Alistair, and...
1: Yeah, he'll drop back down now. He's not gonna be I mean Alstar I don't know how far he moved up.
0: I think he moved up enough into a spot if Verdum retains the title that they'll they'll do be, is, is, they'll do Overeem and Verdum.
1: Okay. Good. I didn't see where how far he moved up, but you know, i am not I'm not much of an Alistair fan no, because I'm of, not either. his style is kind of boring to yep. me. I mean, he's he's a All heavyweight of, and
0: that's, a cloud of controversy that's followed him around as a yeah, career.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of juice stuff that went around, and uh, I don't mind watching him fight. It's not that I, it's not that I hate the guys a fighter. When it's not like when his fights come on, I go get popcorn or something, right? But I'm I'm just not I'm not a real real fan of him. He's a dangerous, dangerous, strong absolutely. fighter. Dangerous man, extremely tough. He's earned his way. To every fight that he's fought, um, I have a tremendous amount of respect for what he can do in the ring uh, in, in the octagon. But uh, as a fan, I can't say that I won this. Was
0: I've uh, I've been to enjoy him more. In his last few, years. <clears throat> his style has changed quite a bit since he moved over to Jackson Winklejohn. Mm-hmm. and you can see. The positive effects that, that having a good coach that's not just going to be your yes-man. Yeah. Like he had for so long yeah. when he was training in Holland exclusively. And now he's got a, arguably one of the best stri- strategists in the game. Yeah. In his corner.
1: I think he has the best. Yeah,
0: I, I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, It could be argued, of course. Yeah. Oh, but Greg, Greg, Greg Jackson is, is one of the most well-respected so, yeah. strategic minds in MMA. Yeah. You've got one of the best striking coaches in MMA. You're training with, with world champions, former world champions, about to be once again a world champion. Yeah. You know, you're finally in a camp where you're you're taking things seriously. And I, I'm starting to come around on Alistar a little bit more.
1: I would say that's, that's a fair uh, assessment. Uh, I am, too. Um,
0: I mean, he's always been a wrecking machine. Yeah. You know, Pride, K1, anything. You you put him in there and you get close and he's going to touch you. Absolutely. Ask Brock Lesnar. Yeah.
1: Kicked him into, into Kicked him WWE. In it, WWE. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> and But it just... Something with Dos Santos, is, It's is I don't know what it is with him... I he's been off since he, that tremendous beating. Well, yeah, yeah, you're never going to be the same after two beatings like it that. It seems like his. But his, then his, the problem with the heavyweight division is there's just not enough guys. It's not, it's the the shallowest division at yeah. the top. Yeah, and, and, and traditionally. Besides maybe 125, heavyweight might be the shallowest. And the only reason 125, I say, is shallow is because Mighty Mouse has cleaned it out. All you really got left is, is Henry.
1: Right, right, right. You know, a
0: heavyweight, it's it's very shallow at the top. I mean, you don't have any other weight classes like that. And Fifty five is a murderer's row. Forty five yep. has got a lot of talent at the top. Yeah. Seventy is, I mean, you yeah, got a ton even, of guys. Eighty five 85 still has got. I mean, you got two or three guys below Weidman that can come up and and on a good night catch Rockhold. Yeah, know? definitely. There, there is a but a heavyweight, it's it's no, it's and, Kane, and it's Fabrizio and it's everybody else.
1: It's been, you know, the UFC was built on heavyweights. Heavyweights were, you know, boxing's biggest draw. Heavyweights were the biggest MMA draw for a long time. And once people started realizing that it's not all about two swings that hits the hardest, and the it, it's the precision and yep. the technique, and, and that's when the smaller guys who have that precision of technique, you know, maybe they don't have the power of, of Alistair to, to clean your clock, but... They have everything else, and once everything started to to shift, and then techniques are taking over everything. These the heavyweights, they're not. They're very technical, but when you, when you put someone in there who's 170 pounds and, and a lot more flexible and a lot faster, right. they can perform these the ways that the heavyweights just can't. No. They're, they're not built to do it. Uh, heavyweights tend, and with the exception of Kane, tend to gas. Faster than a 145 pounder. Yeah. So the fights, you know, in a five, in a Grisa. five round fight, yeah. Fabrizio's got get good. If, if you got like uh, Rothwell and, and uh, Stipe in there, they're, yeah, they're not gonna go. They're no. not gonna go fives, man. They're gonna, they're gonna lay on each other for three through five. <laughs> Ow, sorry, <laughs> I, I kicked the, I kicked the table, guys. Sorry. <laughs> I had to adjust. That felt good. <laughs> yeah, there's
0: definitely. I mean, these big guys, especially a guy like Alex who carries around so much muscle mass. Yes, and stuff, he doesn't. It does not have it. I don't. I don't necessarily know what to do. I don't know if putting him in a, in a championship fight is maybe giving him a, an eliminator with a guy like Andre or or Steve. The thing is, is that okay? Kane wins. He's going to just take him down and beat on Alistar. Alistar's not going to be able to go past the second round at Kane's pace. You put him in there with Fabricio, he's not going to last against Fabricio either.
1: No, he's not. Radum's
0: going to take him down and take his arm home with him.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, and we've got... Yeah, yeah. we're sitting. Steepy's at three, Andre's at two. Junior dropped down to... Two spots, and now I moved up to five. So we've already seen Steepy.
1: I don't know what you do with him. I'm not sure at this point. We got. I want to see what Travis. What happens with Travis Brown? Yeah. See how his fight goes, and we've got. Um,
0: Why did Mark Hunt drop two spots after no a victory? Idea. That's the after stupidest win, thing ever.
1: I don't get it. Just because I mean.
0: That's like Damien Maya. He just continues to win and just drops every ranking. Doesn't make sense. Constantly. it's it,
1: This is why, why it doesn't make sense is because the news reporters are making these. Yeah, that's... And bloggers and people with, yep. you know, uh, social media accounts. They're making the rankings. It's not, you know, it's not X fighters or judges or whatever. It's these people that have, you know, a pen to paper. And their, their rankings are what holds up and
0: well, yeah, you look at Uri- Uriah Hall, knocks out, uh, when he knocked out, yeah, Greg Gagard Mousasi, yeah. KO'd him, and he's two spots behind him. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I don't get that. And then Robert Whitaker turns around and beats Uriah Hall, and he's only a spot ahead of, of Musasi who got knocked out by right. Uriah Hall. Bisping hasn't fought in a while. You know, that's just an example these... One and two, the, the the number one and number two positions are about the only things that they ever get right. Everything yeah. else is just kind of well. Let's just throw a dart at a name and see where they stay. <laughs> see where it lands. <laughs> it, it's it's the stupidest thing, the stupidest thing ever. It doesn't make any sense. No, how
1: how you already said this once, but how Mark Hunt can drop two spaces after a win.
0: Diaz moved up seven <laughs> spots. <laughs> Seven freaking spots.
1: That's a little ridiculous.
0: And meanwhile, Darius drops a spot.
1: Yeah,
0: why? Exactly. (laughs) What is the reason? (laughs) Like, I can understand moving Nate into the top ten. He beat the the currently number five or six-ranked fighters. Sure. But to jump up seven spots. Seven freaking spots.
1: And Miles lost six for, I mean...
0: It doesn't make sense. Uh, the, the, these people are idiots.
1: They're they're taking a hatchet to something that needs a scalpel. Yep. You know they're going in and they're saying, "Oh, he lost. Knock him down to 15. Yeah. We like, did. He was at five. I don't care. He lost to the number fourteen. Knock him down to fifteen.
0: Why? Yeah. Why in the hell did Mark Hunt drop? I have no idea. You win. You you destroy somebody and you drop. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, Alster just
1: destroyed Junior. He moved yeah, he spots. moved up
0: four spots. I can I can understand yeah. that a little bit, but I don't know the, the way that they do these rankings just doesn't make sense to me at all, at all. Cerrone moves down one spot. Khabib moves up to number two. The so guy has not fought in a year and a
1: half. So
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: so, <laughs> and I love Khabib. Don't get me wrong; I'm not saying that uh, to mock him as, as a fighter. I love the guy. Wait for him to come back. But
0: but moving up when you haven't fought in two years—how is that possible? I, it's because well, you can't move Alvarez up until after he fights Pettis. It'll that'll shake itself out. If Alvarez beats Pettis, he's jumping everybody.
1: Yeah, he'll get the next. He'll get the next shot if he does. But dies. with
0: Cerrone said in that three, that fight with Tony makes even more sense. It's it's
1: Cerrone or Khabib against Tony for the oh, yeah fight. Um, Yeah,
0: Eddie and Pettis are too soon.
1: Nope. Um, Michael Johnson is on a two-fight losing streak. Not going to happen. No. Uh, that would happen. I mean, that's the, you know, Ferguson and, and Johnson is a story you can tell. Yeah, that's the fight
0: I want to see uh, because I want to see Tony get his Avengers lost. Right.
1: It's uh, the, the Tony this time is a far more dangerous veteran Tony. And there's been a lot of holes
0: poked into Michael Johnson's Mm -hmm. game.
1: And uh, Tony's not going to, you're not going to have it again when he breaks his arm in in the first round and continues to fight. You know, he's he's not going to have that accident. It's going to be something where Johnson doesn't want Ferguson anymore.
0: Right. Well, I I mean, since we're already talking about Johnson, let's get into the game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. His fight? Yeah, yeah, well, you know, that happens when (laughs) we start talking about the heavyweights. Nate Diaz and Michael Johnson, and I don't even know what the hell to, to, to call that fight. I'll give Johnson credit. He kept, I mean, he took a lot of shots yeah, and never stopped coming forward. And he, he hit Diaz. He hit
1: him back, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't get me wrong. But it's that not Diaz like a punch style, right.
0: man, you could just see him getting powered down. Yeah. He, they, both of them, they don't hit you with a lot of power. But those peppering shots just yeah. eventually power you down.
1: They have the art, of, the art, the science of boxing. I hit you more than you hit me, so I win. Yep. You know they have that's that's kind of what they they made, I mean. They want to do some boxing for a while too, outside of yeah of MMA. So I mean that's that's their style. Is uh, I'll hit you twice, you hit me once. I'll keep hitting you twice when you hit me once. I'm going to continue doing it for three rounds. I mean there
0: was a 157 to 104 total strikes. <laughs> And 153 to 103 significant strikes. So, they yep. were throwing yes. with intentions. Absolutely. It just, Johnson just never, looked after the first round, it just never was the same for him. Nope. He he, took, he got clipped early in that first round, or late in that first round, and then Nate just peppered him, peppered him, and peppered him the rest of the fight. And, like I said, Johnson came back, and he, he, there was a couple of shots he hit on Nate where I thought Nate was probably going to go down. Ah, and and I think almost any other fighter might have Diaz has just got those, they got those iron chins. But I mean good for Nate. He looked good especially coming off of the last time we saw him over a year ago when he fought Dos Anjos and he just looked like complete shit.
1: Absolutely. He had
0: no business in that mm-hmm. cage other than picking up a paycheck that day. Yeah. He he looks hungry. He looked ready to to fight.
1: That's a, that's that's a Nate that I haven't seen in a long time. You know, he's not just out there. He didn't look like he was out there just to collect a paycheck. He looked no. like he was out there to prove something to himself yep. if nobody else. Yeah. Um, and and he hung with Johnson and he tagged him often and he, he outstruck him. There's only one takedown. Yeah, there's only one takedown. Yeah, just Johnson got the takedown. Insignificant at yeah. best. Yeah.
0: Um, UFC, please, please, for us fans, do us a favor. Stop putting Nate Diaz on Fox, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last time you put him on Fox, he flipped the double birds to everybody. This time you put him on Fox and you give him a live microphone. Are you crazy? And he dropped, he cut a great part, a beautiful promo yeah. on Conor McGregor that nobody got to hear any of it, unless you're like me and you wait 30 seconds and then you go on Twitter and Front Row Brian has the uncensored yeah, version. that's what I did. That's yeah, what I did, too. That's, what I did it too. that's how I always do. I'm like, oh, well, we'll wait about two minutes and we'll FRB will have it on Twitter. shout out yep. to the FRB and FRB show because you know, Brian has everything.
1: Great show that I just uh, I got introduced to last week, and uh, I enjoy it a it's lot. Fun.
0: It's fun. It's different. I like l- being able to listen to Tom Lawler. He, he does a good job. Brian Brian's just a dude that knows everything. He, he has so much information. Yeah, he's a
1: sponge. Yeah. So he t- he can, uh, it seems like, anyway, without knowing the guy, uh, I only listened to a couple of his uh, shows. Is, it's like if, if he's... Near a fight, he absorbs all the. He doesn't have to think about it; he just absorbs into it. Well, Brian,
0: Brian started <laughs> out. He was just a fan that went started going to spending his own money going to, to fights, became friends with people, and then they started giving. He started getting inside information. Ah, gotcha. That's that's Brian's yeah. background. He he's a super fan. He became he became a, he was a fan. Became friends with some people. Got into some bad. I mean, now his biggest ally, he's got is Chael. Him and Chael are really tight. Gotcha. Very tight with Chael, and so he gets a lot. He's had. I mean, he's tight with other fighters. Obviously, he was tight with Tom Lawler, and but but Chael was his big foot in the door. I think.
1: Oh, that's a big. That's a
0: good person. And he started getting a lot of inside. I mean, he was breaking stories before Ariel. He he got blocked on Twitter because by Ariel Holani because he was breaking Ariel's stories <laughs> before Ariel ever had a chance to break him. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that and that's it that was right around the time when I first started following Brian on Twitter. And it's just watching that whole thing unfold. I mean, Dana hates him. He's he's one of the most hated people in MMA, but it, it's because he doesn't bullshit. Yeah. He he will tell you the, the way things really are. Not give you that UFC spin on it.
1: Yeah, he doesn't have the machine behind no. him, feeding the millions of dollars. So why should he? Yeah, he's you know, be completely honest and, and do his yep. do it his
0: way. He's it's that underground man, the MMA yeah. underground. That's where you get the real. That's program. where you get the real info. You know,
1: it's not it's not the uh, the big podcasts that are supported by UFC and and fed the information that they want you to hear. It's the it's the podcasts and the shows and the info that you that you go and, and you have to look for, you know, the underground stuff where you really have to search for it and weed out yeah. all the stuff and find the the right people that have the, the right info. And that front row Brian guy, man, It's yeah. was a hell of a find. Any
0: any info that you get from Ariel Hawani if you want the deep down realness of it, go get the story from FRB.
1: It's a great show. I'd suggest anybody. And uh, what we'll do is we'll we'll share it on our page. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the, after the show, or sometime uh, this week, we'll we'll get them, and uh, hopefully you guys can check them out as well. Uh, Michael Johnson got his ass kicked. Absolutely. Um, he fought as much as he could. He had a lot of heart. Yeah. He he stayed in it. Um, yeah. He
0: never he never got out of the fight. No. Even uh, when he was clipped and and on, I mean, he was on rubbery legs for a while. He yeah, was Still, you could see coming those, back throwing counters. Yeah. And throwing strikes, just not... I mean, it was great. It was, a, it was probably the best fight of the night to me. Yeah,
1: I mean, they they gave him fight of the night. And uh, it was bonus. well-deserved. They,
0: yeah, it was. It I was. mean, out of every other fight on the card, it was... Out of any other fight that was a decision, it was the most competitive fight.
1: Absolutely. You know, it wasn't... There wasn't three minutes of feeling out process. They went in, they fought, yeah. they fought, they fought, they threw... 150 and 100 strikes, respectively. Yeah, I mean, uh,
0: Johnson Johnson was just as game for this fight as Diaz. I mean, they, are, they got into it in the hallway yeah. at the hotel a few days earlier. Yeah. Like, these guys wanted to fight each other. They were throwing with bad intentions. It wasn't just, I want to beat you because I want to climb up the UFC ranks. No, I want to beat you because I hate you. Yeah.
1: Yeah, those are fun fights. Yeah, the they world. are. As there, a fan, the animosity in, is whoop.
0: what makes these fights exciting. So, yeah, so Diaz calls out Connor. He wants Connor in yeah! his UFC debut. There's a rumor that Joe Silva and Sean Shelby told Nate that he would get like, the first fight with Connor. It's not been confirmed by anybody other than the Diaz brothers, which, you know, you take that with a grain of salt. But I would watch a Nate Diaz Connor McGregor fight all day.
1: Absolutely. Without question, it would make. A lot of sense money wise to put those two together. I think it would
0: be a great fight. Yeah, definitely. It'd be fun. Yeah. Two really weird styles of striking. Yeah, the X Factor is obviously Nate's Jiu Jitsu. I mean, Caesar Gracie Black Belt. And we haven't really
1: seen And we haven't seen what we know Connor, Connor can't wrestle. Right, we haven't but we what,
0: don't really know what Connor can do on the ground.
1: We haven't seen much of Everything he's done is is on his feet. Yeah.
0: So I, I would That'd watch that That'd be a fun fight to watch. And I, I would. love it. It would. I, I would. I would be excited for that fight. So, <laughs> this fight was, did not go at all what I was expecting it to go down. No, and
1: my, part of it was because I
0: don't... We didn't know about this Carolina... Uh, I can't even pronounce her last name. Cole, I can't even see it all because her head's in the way. Yeah. Kawa... Link- Linkowitz, I think it was,
1: Let's call her
0: Carolina. 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 Carolina took on Ronda Marcos, won it by decision uh, Twenty completely. What did we have? It was 29-28, 30-27, yeah. and 29-28. Yeah, so, so complete majority unanimous. decision, unanimous. I, I don't – she just outstruck her. Because Marcos controlled the fight. She had five minutes and seventeen seconds of control.
1: Uh, it was only on one takedown. So yep. Yeah, She took her to the, the
0: ground team. and took her, to, took her to the round. But um, other than that, on the feet, it was just she got completely outclassed. It was a out-classed. striking.
1: It was a striking display by Carolina. Yep. Uh, and I didn't know a lot about her going. Neither did before, I. You know, Randa Marcos, I watched I Randa I fight she, more than anybody else. try yeah, Star
0: fighter. She was on the Ultimate Fighter. Did a good job. But just was outclassed on her feet. And, you know, uh, Carolina eked out the
1: unanimous decision. But, yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, landing, landing 104 total strikes and 66 of them being significant, that's enough to get you a victory.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I didn't expect a lot from the fight, only because I, I've never seen Carolina fight before. I
0: thought it was going to be on the ground uh-huh. more because Marcos is a, a sub- Specialist, if I remember right, her background is is wrestling and jujitsu. Yeah, uh,
1: and I've seen her battle a few times. She's yeah, really yeah, yeah. You know, she's extremely tough, and
0: uh, she got that fight to the ground, but she couldn't. definitely do anything with it. Yeah, she her. She's a. Grappler. But she's a uh, and she, and would, she
1: just beat Aslan Daly. I mean, mm-hmm. You know, which is a tough fight. Yeah, for I mean, anyone. Aslan's
0: a really tough striker.
1: But it wasn't her night tonight.
0: No, nope. you know Carolina came in and she was uh, she was a heavy handed. Very. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see Carolina fight again. Put her against another another good tough girl and
1: definitely. You
0: know, Randall will be back. That's
1: yeah. She's not going anywhere. she So fight again,
0: the the women's division a, a loss like that isn't a career ender. No, and it's not, not as deep like it is with men in the right. men's division. Not yet anyway. It's and it's coming. It's getting Don't thicker
1: and deeper. Take that comment out of context because it's because it's only because the women have only been around
0: for a fraction so exactly. of the time that the men have been around. Exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's not a knock on the women's division no, whatsoever. It's, it's just as far as the deepness of the pool, it's not. There's not as many women fighters. And that have evolved to the point where you are with, with the guys. Yeah, I mean, remember, you, the men have
1: been doing this 25 years. The women are only doing it yeah, like three years. You, look, UFC, at, you look
0: at the strawweight division. It's Joanna Jacek, Claudia Gedalia, and everybody else. Yep. You can yep. interchange from number two down. You can just throw a dart at somebody and flip it around there. Give them the next shot. You don't them have them that away. at 155. No, you cannot. There's so much talent. At 45, same thing. But even in the in the women's in the bantamweight division for the longest until Holly Holm, it was Ronda Rousey and everybody yeah. else. Yeah, it's coming. The women's division is going to get yeah, to that it's, point. It's
1: evolving, but it's, it's just it's still in its infancy, guys. Exactly. You know, you just got to remember that it's only been around a couple of years uh, in the UFC anyway. I mean, it's, it's in been, that pioneer stage right, right now,
0: where you've got someone who is dominant in one aspect of the game. You haven't got that total. Complete MMA fighter yet.
1: We will. We will absolutely. Don't, we don't worry will. about it. She's coming. It. Um, over the next five years or so, we're going to start. They're going to start investing more. They're going to start picking them out from you know uh, Thailand and, yep. and in Brazil. They're started pulling them out of markets that they go into, and um, it, it will continue to evolve and advance. And. If you think Ronda Rousey's the best you've seen, you have no idea yeah, what, what's coming. You
0: haven't seen the best yet. Uh, she, the,
1: the one, the best is out there, and we just haven't we haven't seen her yet. She might still be a young kid, just waiting to exactly to age watching, up. And you watching
0: know, these these exactly, killers yeah. like Joanna and Holly Holm and now Ronda, they,
1: now they have some legitimate role models to look up to of uh, fighting role models. To say, man, you know, uh, they're not just pretty faces anymore. You know, they're 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 tough tough women. Yep that are extremely skilled and extremely dangerous and you know, th- that that next complete fighter can only be twelve right now, so in six years, five, six, eight years, trust me, you're gonna see the evolution of the women come through and they are going to take over. Yep. Uh, they're, they're so much fun to watch already and it's 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 just a, a young division and it's already hell, they they main evented Melbourne, yeah, main event, one of the highest-grossing pay-per-views, you know, biggest uh, arena yep. that they've done barely beats out uh, Canada, but they beat them. That was that was women on top and women on and exactly, Kobe, you know. yeah.
0: So when we say that the women's like like Dave was explaining, we're not it's not a knock on, on women's MMA. We're obviously both huge fans of women's MMA, huge fans. It's just not in comparison to the to the deepness yep. of the talent pool and weight divisions. It's just not there yet. Where it's at with the men's division, so it will be. It will be. It absolutely will be. And we're we're both, I can say, looking forward to the oh, day when it's when yeah. it's at that point.
1: Yes, yes, definitely. Um, so we have Charles Oliveira, Miles Jury, Charles Oliveira. Uh, one of the stories here is he missed weight for the fourth time in nine fights. Yeah, I don't know how he's allowed to. I don't know how Dana keeps allowing him to fight at this class without moving him up. This was at 55?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Because is a 45 fighter. Because well, you know, his last fight was against Holloway. This. So if you're he, struggling to make 45 or 55. No, he
1: was 45. He, he waited at 157.
0: Oh, the, oh! So the fight—I thought you said the fight was supposed to be at 55. No, no, I'm okay. sorry. He he weighed in
1: as like a 55. Oh, okay, my bad, my I bad. Yeah, off. yeah. Okay, okay, yeah.
0: So no, no, it's time. You got to go up. He moved. He weighed in at
1: 157 first. He got to cut some more. Cut a little more. He came back and it ended up. He ended up getting down to a 150.7. Okay. Or something like 150.5. So he's still way over the 45 mark.
0: Yeah. No. But he came in extremely bad, over. Time to go up, man. Like I said, this is the
1: fourth time he's missed that forty-five.
0: Yeah, it's time. If you can't, you can't obviously make that cut anymore, man. No. And this is what we're gonna. I think we're gonna start seeing more of now that the IV band's taking place. Yeah, guys have to start fighting up because they can't make those extreme cuts anymore. You know, it's time. It's time, Charles. Go up fifty-five. So
1: he's submitted. I mean, he's submitted his purse twenty percent of his purse four times. Wouldn't you be sick of doing that? As one thing, I mean. Well,
0: you know, ask guys like Gastelum and, and John he, he Just,
1: I don't know why they would want to keep. I wouldn't, you know. Given, you know, if, if let's say he makes
0: twenty thousand,
1: yeah, let's say he makes twenty twenty. He wins. He makes forty thousand dollars. He has to give up sixteen k. Yeah. Screw that. No. Nah. You know, twenty percent of your purse. Yeah. Why would you no. Forget that mess.
0: Make the forget. Eight K. Sorry, eight K. Yeah. Either way. It's a a lot of money.
1: uh, A lot of
0: money when you're not making a lot of money. I mean, okay, in comparison, twenty thousand dollars to show up to fight that that is a good amount of money. Compared to what I make in my job. But still
1: But you're not paying thousands and thousands in training Training. camp and nutrition nutritionists and travel expenses. uh, Yeah, and housing and Yeah. You're not you're not paying I mean they're not making as much on on that fight and show the show and uh, win money as as what we think because and really Charles probably is it.
0: not even making twenty and twenty he's probably making ten and ten exactly, exactly. if he's lucky because it's not like he's got a big name he's not he's coming off a loss so. It, it's stupid. I, I, I would change weight classes
1: simply in the fact that I get sick of giving away my cash. Yeah, you know,
0: I don't know why Dana's not. They're not making them It's, it's time to send him up to fifty-five. Now. Yeah.
1: And if he lost five grand, we'll say on for twenty percent of his purse on uh, four fights, he's given away twenty thousand yeah. dollars. In what could potentially have been. Uh, you know, a, a house, down payment, car. Tra- you know, put money in the bank for his kids. You know, he's he's lost twenty grand. If I know, if I lose twenty grand, say forget that. Put me at one fifty five. Put yeah. me at one seventy. I don't care. Yeah. I am not trying to lose again. money anymore. I'm sick of it.
0: Exactly. And you know, it's not going up to fifty five is not a permanent thing. Look at Gaslam. You just yeah. got to show you can make the exactly. weight. Exactly. Go up away weight class. Fight a couple fights. Give it another shot. Show you can make the weight at forty five and come back down. This one was the worst that I've seen. Yeah,
1: I've ever seen because he came in like ten pound, 15 pounds, 15 over. And 155 to, Yeah, he was. It was like one fifty seven point five or one fifty five point seven or something like that. And he got and down over. Like, yeah, yeah, he got down to one fifty point six. Still way over. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he won by submission. Yeah, uh, it was a. It, he, I it was mean, a quick fight. Yeah, very much. I mean, a minute fifty five seconds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, there was a couple of strikes. There was a, uh, a takedown, a submission, and he won. Yep. Wasn't a lot to it. Miles never had a chance to to, I to was, break out.
0: No, Miles didn't have a chance to do anything in this fight. I was just glad to see Oliveira come back from that nasty, weird injury he got against Holloway. Yeah. What was that? Was, th- was his throat? What the hell happened? Something. Yeah, there was a freak injury. Ross, Um...
1: I don't remember which, what exactly it was, it was. something with like his like his
0: esophagus or something. Yeah, you right, it was care. like
1: uh, the the muscle in there that helps you swallow food. Yeah, it just um, collapsed. Right, it. Uh, I forget the technical term for it. So yeah, you know, it's, I it's, it's guess.
0: escaping me too. But I, I remember it, it was freaking a freaking throat. They thought he broke the, his neck. Right. Yeah. Originally, yeah. what they were afraid of was that he broke his neck because
1: it had similar uh, pain symptoms. Yeah, where you know it's whole I can't move it, and you know I can barely breathe. It's like, oh, obviously, and if I was a doc out there, I would say broken neck, right? You know, because it's it's much more uh, common than what he did. It was a really bad, uh, his trachea a... or something. Yeah, I, I forget the technical. You know, I don't want to harp on it because I forget the technical term. But it was it was a nasty, nasty injury, and he, he's come back. He. Uh, the fight with Miles Jury, I, I honestly thought would go a little bit further. Um, I didn't think Miles would be defeated so quickly. I didn't either, because Miles
0: Jury is a, a game fighter. Yeah. He, he's, he always puts on exciting fights.
1: He's a tough, tough kid. He he has a well-rounded game. But uh, it just shows on any given Saturday, any given night, any fighter that gets in that cage can beat any other fighter. If everything goes exactly as they planned, or a, uh, the luck shines in on them that night, or exactly. whatever it may be, you know, even the biggest underdog can defeat the champion from time to time.
0: It was a torn esophagus.
1: Esophagus! It wasn't a tracheal was yeah, esophagus.
0: No, see, yeah. it, tore his, it tore his esophagus. Uh, I didn't even know you could do that. I didn't either. He um, said that... Uh, he went against the cage and then just went numb. Huh. And then it was later revealed that he tore his esophagus. That's horrible. That's a horrible injury. Yeah, so, I mean, great great to just see him back in the cage. Glad well, well, he, he survived it. Yeah, me too. Picked up the win. It, it, figure out what you're doing, though, man. Get, get your weight together. Yeah. And, and figure it out. Stop giving away your money. Move up if you have to. Yeah, Exactly. So uh oh my gosh C.B. Dolloway and Nate Marquardt make Marquardt gets the win like KO in the second round with yeah. about 30 seconds left. I mean it was a pretty even fight strike wise I didn't Really know what to expect out of Marquardt. This resurgence he's had since coming back into the UFC has been kind of interesting. Yeah, I
1: think I expected more of Dolloway. I did too, him.
0: and Doll. And I don't even. And I said on the show, I don't like Dolloway. I've right. never been a fan of Dolloway. I don't yep. like his attitude, the stupid look on his face. Yeah. <laughs> Everything about that guy pisses me off. He's yep. cocky. I, I the, watching him on the Ultimate Fighter made me extremely dislike CV Dolloway, and it's just carried through his whole career.
1: These guys traded. I mean, it, it wasn't uh, a really exciting fight. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a, the highlight reel fight you, you'd want to see. Um, someone like Nate, who's on resurgence, have he needs those those highlight wins where he's a big knockout, flashy something to push him forward in the eyes of the of the, the reporters that do rankings. But it was a solid win, and it was a knockout win in the second round, and he earned that. Uh, through grit and uh, uh, a and great striking and a lot of power, and they pulled it off. Yeah. CB Dolly didn't have nothing for him. I mean, he hit him enough times, but it's he, they may have been significant strikes in terms of what the judges saw, but he wasn't hurting. No, Nate. they weren't. They, they weren't strikes him.
0: that were doing anything.
1: No. They may have been significant in the fact that it landed flush, but that's all it did. It didn't. It never clicked. It Nate. never did any damage to I mean, him never even turned him sideways and he just took it and went, okay, let's just keep going, you know, and, uh, it was Nate's night. It definitely was. It was Nate's
0: night. It definitely wasn't. Like I said, I'm, I'm glad to see <sighs> this continued resurgence from Nate. I've always liked watching Nate. He's a good fighter. Uh, fun, exciting. He's had some wars. He's lost some fights he should have won, won some fights he should have lost, so it's good to see a guy at his age continuing to win. I don't know what you do with Dolloway from here.
1: I, I, You know what? If there's a fill-in spot for someone or um,
0: Cut him loose, a him card. Let or, him go to Bellator or let him go to one FC, or something. He's not, he's not going to do anything here. He's not cutting into the yeah. UFC anymore. If,
1: if you want to string him along and uh, do nothing with him and pay him five grand a fight or something to keep fighting on early prelims or something, I'm sure that's a spot for him. But he's going to make more money if he goes to another organization exactly. because they're not going to pay him to
0: suck. No. No. Um, I don't know what you're going to do with Nate. I don't know what's next for Nate either. It's He's not he's not ready for that he's upper a, echelon. He's a gatekeeper guy at this point, I think, in his career. Nate's not a guy that's going to challenge you for the title, but I think he's that he's that guy that will be there to test some young, uh, young up-and-comers yeah, you gotta, to see if yep. they're ready to get into that top ten. He's he's a Frank Mir. Yeah, he's an enhancement talent. Yeah, he's, he's a gatekeeper, as, as I like to call mm-hmm. him. I see, that was the
1: main card. Yep, that's... I mean, there were some fair fights underneath.
0: Yeah, that Lentz and Danny Castillo fight.
1: Yeah, that one went to a split. Uh, one fighter gave it to... Or one one judge... judge gave
0: it to, to Danny, and yeah. the rest gave it to Nick yeah. Lentz.
1: And the one the one judge gave a 30-27 uh, to Lentz. I didn't see that. I, I thought didn't either. Was a lot closer of a fight
0: than. And Danny's
1: having a Danny, Danny's having a bad run of things. He is. I mean, not, he's uh, still coming off that
0: loss to Tony. He's four in a row now. Yeah,
1: he's having a bad.
0: Oh run. wow! I didn't realize he lost two more since then. Yeah. Losing to Tony, beat by, and two of them by. He's got three decisions and one knockout loss. I he's, don't know. He's what, having
1: a bad run. Of yeah, things, man.
0: it's. Uh, it, they may end up, He's probably going to get cut. It's four losses in a row, like exactly. that. It's, you know,
1: and it's it's not like it's four losses straight out. This is since 2014, right? right? Yeah, you know, two he lost in August of 2014 to th- Tony. Three losses this year. Yep. I mean, that's, that's that's not a good sign, man. No, at all. This not is at not at showing what what is the Danny Castillo that I remember, right? You know,
0: coming uh, up until he got to Tony. I mean, yeah. you know, he lost to Barboza, uh, which, you
1: know, right? Lost to Johnson. Michael
0: Johnson. And before that, you had to go all the way back to Jacob Volkman in 2011.
1: Uh, you know, Pettis, he's, he's had some, Donald Cerrone, he's had some big-name losses, but he's he's always been, you know, uh, take a loss, win three, take a loss, win three, take a loss, win three. He's always, right. he's always been able to string together uh, several, you know, here's uh, loss, three, couple losses, three, loss, three. I mean, he has that pattern down, but he's lost four in a row and he's lost three this year. You, you can't keep your job... The UFC. If no, you lose three fights like in a year, that.
0: not like yeah.
1: that, not at all. I mean, it's just—I don't—I don't think the UFC needs him anymore. Nope. Um, I no. think his, his services would be better off somewhere
0: else. I agree. Uh, There's not much else to do with him at this point.
1: Uh, he he lost to Nick Letts. I mean,
0: <laughs> Nick.
1: <laughs> no offense to Nick, yeah, but I mean, the Danny is gets- supposed to be. Uh, a much higher class than Nick Lentz. Right. And... And he, he got outclassed by Nick yeah, Lentz. I mean, I mean, nothing bad about Nick Lentz, but just look at the guys. His nickname's know. The Carney.
0: Uh, he's... You lost to a to guy the named The Carney.
1: <laughs> uh, Sorry, Danny. I, I don't see any need for you to be here. I don't think things are going to be any better for him in Bellator, though. I don't think they'll be any better. In one he's not beating MVP. You know, he's not gonna. He's not gonna. He's not gonna last long in the MMA game. No. You know, if he wants to go try to speak out a little bit more money somewhere else, let him. I don't see after four losses in a row. I don't see UFC booking him anymore.
0: It's, it's been a rough couple of weeks for Team Alpha Male. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Other than Uriah, who really didn't look that impressive against Frankie Sainz. No, uh-uh. You know, they're, like they, they've have. got... Uh, they're like, oh, Paige got smoked. Mendez got smoked. Yep. Came, Castillo got outclassed by the Kearney. It's it's rough go of things right now at, at Team Alpha Male. And it, it's more and more pointing at the fact... You guys need to figure your shit out and get a head coach in there. Yes, we've been saying this for weeks. On the Stop show. cornering and train, being the head trainer for each other. Get somebody in there to strategize and game plan. They had some, they had some immediate
1: success with their, their theory of we're, our, we're all our own bosses, right? You know, and when they have that immediate success, it's because you guys already went in there being trained by people. You got together. You already had that knowledge in your head, so you had that immediate success. Now, once you once you have some time investment in there, and you're trying to strategize in your head, and all you know is what you know how to fight. You know you're not a coach, right? You can't direct people like that because then you have another fighter with a fighter mindset saying, "Who the fucking? I beat you anyway." Yeah. You know, you're not my coach. What are you trying to tell me to do? It's not going to end good, and we can see it hasn't. Yeah,
0: it's it's good. not looking good. They've, I mean, they had they, the team looked like they had their stuff together for a while when Bang was there. Yeah. And then we all know about the falling out between Dwayne and Uriah. Yep. Okay, fine. They brought in Campman. Martin Campman is a fighter I respect. Absolutely. He was doing a good job. He's gone. Nobody really knows why. You're you guys are falling apart. Get a head coach. There's a reason why every
1: football team has a head coach. Every boxer had a head coach. Every MMA. Camp yeah, every Aside successful
0: you, MMA camp has a MMA head coach. coach.
1: There's always got to be that one guy that has the ability to see three steps ahead with everybody, and right? Maybe he's not a fighter. Some of the best coaches aren't MMA fighters, just, they just have a mind for it. Yeah. you know, they can see they, they can't do it physically themselves, but they can see it happening, they can see it unfold. Greg Jackson. Just gonna say, think of Wink and Jackson. You know, they were okay. they they are the well,
0: opinion. Wink, of that. Wink, at least Wink was a successful kickboxer. Wink had, I mean, he wasn't. I mean, in the world of kickboxing, it's not like there's a lot of household names. But Wink, Wink was a successful kickboxer before he got into Crochet. I don't really know what Greg Jackson's background is. I didn't realize Wink even had. A background. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I, I knew he had a background. I in learned kickboxing. from Joe. Joe Rogan was talking about Wink on the show. Okay. On the Jerry experience or the Joe Rogan experience, a couple of weeks, this week or something, he was talking with Brendan Schaub, and they got into uh, talking oh, about Wink. Week. And uh, well, Schaub's been on like the last couple of weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah, he had Good him enough. on. He had him on post. I think it was two last week because it was a, the post uh, UFC One Ninety Four show. I got you. with him and Callen. But yeah, they were talking about uh, Winkeljohn, and I didn't know that he was a pretty. Successful kickboxer. I had no idea. I know he no. knows a lot about kickboxing and boxing, obviously. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a he was a pretty successful kickboxer. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, I mean, but like uh, I said, I have no idea what Greg Jackson's, uh, <laughs> you know, his background yeah, is, is, other than the dude's just smart as hell when it comes to MMA strategy.
1: One of the things that, like, like I said, that some of the some of the guys out there, they can't physically do it, but they can envision other people doing it. And they can show them how they should do it. Today. Exactly. They can teach the people with the physical attributes to do it. He's one of them, and he's one of the best that you could ask for. Yeah, you know. In this,
0: it's in some, this game, they need it's something that Alpha Male needs badly, badly. So all in all, I mean, it was really, I mean, that, that's most that's of the, pretty much yeah, that's the prelims and the main card, except for the FS1 prelims, which there were a couple of or the fight path, a couple of guys from old seasons of tough that I. Uh, I did watch the Haider Hassan and Vicente like Louie. Yeah, Luke. That was that is actually I believe a rematch from that season of The Ultimate Fighter. It was.
1: Yeah. Um, Gave performance of the night. Yeah. I did. That
0: well, a- Vicente's <laughs> jiu-jitsu is It was ridiculous. S- is above is just heads and shoulders above a lot of people. Yeah. And that's I'm excited for some of these guys coming up that are, are coming through the ranks from these Last few seasons are tough. That there's some guys down there at the Black Zillions that can do some things. Vincente yeah. and, and ATT. Uh, but yeah, you had Hyder Hassan, who was an ATT fighter, and Vincente, who was a Black Zillion. Uh, the winner of that season, uh, oh god, what's this, Usman? I can't think of his first name.
1: I can't either.
0: Um, Kamar, Kamar Usman. Kamar, thank you. He, you know, he picked up the victory. But Vincente's that, that sub was nasty. His jujitsu is. Yeah,
1: it is. It really is. Um, he's got a lot of skills to offer. And um, work on the striking a little bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The uh, striking
0: he's And that's where, that's is I mean, he's a KO dude. He just comes yeah. in swinging.
1: Uh, work on that area. Your, your jujitsu is
0: good. Uh,
1: young kid, I think he's a lot of promise. Yeah, there there's definitely a lot of
0: promise in, in him and Usman. I think Kamara's got a a good possibility. He's got a lot of... He's a more well-rounded fighter. Good win over uh, Leon Edwards. Yeah, I mean, dominate. 126 total strikes.
1: my goodness. Six takedowns.
0: Control them for almost 11 minutes. That's what I mean. I mean, Kamara has got... is a very... Much more well-rounded Absolutely. fighter in comparison to to Vincente. A yeah. lot of
1: strikes, a lot of takedowns. Great Take wrestling and, and yeah,
0: great wrestling and good boxing. And he's got decent jiu-jitsu. You know, it, it's a game. That's the area of his game he needs to work on more.
1: This is a great well-rounded fighter to watch. Up and coming. Uh, to see where he goes. Yeah,
0: I think Camaro's got a chance at, at becoming a contender. He just keeps putting it together the way he has.
1: Wow, very good fight. Yeah. Very good win for him. Yeah, it was,
0: it was a big... And that's his first... I want to say that's his first fight in the UFC since winning the Ultimate Fighter, so... Good on him, man. Good on Usman. He may have fought one more time on the undercard, nope. but... Nope, okay, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, since he beat Hyder, submitted... Yeah, that's that's Hyder's biggest problem, so... Is that he's a sucker for submissions. Good... Uh, decent night of fights. I liked it, too. It was um, a good card. Uh... Coming off of the hangover that we had from three cards in a row the week Whew, before,
1: that was hard. It
0: was hard to get up for something like that. But the, the you know, it wasn't. I wasn't disappointed in the fight card at all. Um, some good stops, some good fights that went to decision. I'd give it an overall B plus.
1: Yeah, you know what? This rounds out a great year.
0: Absolutely, you know? it's a good way to end the year for sure. Twenty fifteen was a great. Great, night weeks of fights. Good fights all around. I mean, yeah, there was some bad ones, but there were some ones that we had little expectations going into. I mean, I, I keep looking at the, the the South Korea fight, the, clock, exactly. the card. Yeah, it was an ex, an exciting
1: card. The card that was billed as not for not the for U.S.
0: It. Exactly, yeah. and I and I enjoyed every fight on there. I did card. too, absolutely. So you know, it was a good way to end the year. Um, Good way to go into Christmas break. Give the guys a couple weeks off, except for the ones that are getting ready to fight. And we've got—I mean, we got a fight card coming up that we'll be previewing next week. The yeah. first card of the 2016, the day after New Year's, yeah, it's so. January second card. Yep, and we'll get into that next week. I—I uh, I think that's pretty much all we got to talk about for this fight card. Um, it was good. I
1: enjoyed it. Yeah. Um,
0: Law of the Continent's going to be fun. We'll, we'll definitely get into all of that next yep. week. We'll
1: cover that. That That's all booked. Uh, pay-per-view event. UFC 195.
0: Carlos yep. Conn. It's Robbie Lawler. But... For the first time in several weeks, we've got an MMA news story. Yeah, you know. We yeah, actually have yeah. time
1: for some MMA news. <laughs> it's fun to, to get these in, but the last... As we talked about this earlier, this the last few weeks, with all the fights that were happening, all the news was... The article broke. were were about the two fighters and and how they were not getting along. Exactly. You know, world war of words, Twitter wars, and it was like you know we could rehash what they say on social media. But you guys have social media, right? You You guys, you guys can
0: read the things just as well. So you can see that stuff unfold. We don't need to keep drilling it into your head. No. You know, it's it's readily available too. I mean, we definitely we share all the information that we can for you guys and uh,
1: absolutely. But this one. This one kind of touches home for for us too because uh, high school we both had to to do this uh, for <laughs> wrestling you know quite often quite a, uh, bit.
0: I cut uh, a lot of weight especially my senior year yeah, a lot of weight uh,
1: there was uh, an incident in one one fighting championship uh, Yang Gion Bing passed away due to complications from dehydration during his massive weight cut.
0: Yep, and this was a few weeks ago. I remember, this, yeah. I remember the story breaking. <clears throat> um,
1: I, I knew it was only a matter of time before some serious health issues really arose Absolutely. from uh, their, their style of weight cut. I mean, we, we have seen it. On small scale, things where you know they weight cut too much and they get too dizzy and
0: Kenan Burau, yeah, having to yeah. drop <coughs> out of the fight because he passed out trying to cut weight. Uh, the uh, skyscraper, did yeah, Stefan uh, 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 Struve, yeah,
1: he had done it once too. And uh, we knew that this was going to start happening because they're uh, they're getting to the extremes in weight cut now. They're cutting 30, 40 pounds, you know, twenty pounds uh, for a fight and. They're using dehydration as the method. Yeah,
0: which is a pretty traditional method. Exactly. For weight cutting, for, for anything, you know, wrestling, judo, jiu-jitsu, whatever it, it may be. Most guys that, that, that try to fight at a lower weight class and their body weight will let them. The easiest way to do it is to bring out all easiest, in quotations, yeah. is to, to bring as much water out of your system yeah. as possible.
1: there's so much water in your body. Yeah. So, you know, your body is... A, Seventy so percent water? Uh, no, it's gonna say seventy five. Yeah, but I know it's, like it's high up there, uh, water. So if you could remove five percent of that, you're gonna take off a lot of weight. Yeah. <clears throat> um so these drastic weight cuts and finally they're spending a life lost for it. So now they're in one F C or O F C sorry, is uh one F C One F C yeah, the same thing. Um they're instituting a new more Olympic style. Mm -hmm. method where, you know, you're not just doing one weigh-in before, you know, the day before the fight, so, you know, you don't cut just for that weight and then blow up to the next day. They're going to do weigh-ins weeks out, as far as seven weeks, six, five, like once a week, and then when they get into fight day, they're going to weigh them, like right before the fights, a couple hours before, Right, you know, it's just going to be more frequent so that you can't do that that Extreme huge cut. cut you know with, with IV bands and other stuff they're really trying to corner the, the area on what's the most unhealthy aspect. It's not getting punched in the face anymore it's cutting weight yep that's that's what's hurting people and that's what's hurting um, not only their health but uh, now it's, it's affecting performance for the UFC as well they're, they're coming in they're not healthy. They're, they they can't they have no energy because they have no, no uh, fluids in their body. Yeah, they're just completely <clears throat> drained. Yeah, or they they blow up so much because they take up so much fluid that they're sluggish. Yep, and you know it's your your it's, body should not drop and gain that much weight no. in the course of a day. It's not meant to do that. You know, it's, it's supposed to be a gradual thing.
0: Yeah, I mean it it, it <clears throat> can affect a lot of things. Start. Shutting down. Yes. And then, in the case like Daniel Cormier, he had that issue in the Olympics. Yep. Where he had to drop out because his body started shutting down. <clears throat> Excuse me.
1: So they're implementing, and this is this is not a an MMA wide thing yet. This is strictly for them. Yep. And, but they're hoping other people will take notice and adopt it. And they're trying to set a precedent. I hope they do. I kind of do I, too. I, I want more healthy, you know. So maybe the the 170 fighters don't drop down to 170, blow up to 225. You know, I, I don't care. Yeah. You know, if they maybe they, they at 170 blow up to 180 or something. Fine. The technique is still going to be there. They're going to lose some power. Yeah. You know, obviously.
0: The thing that, the only thing that concerns me <clears throat> a little bit is the day of hours before fight weigh-ins because you are still going to have guys that are going to try to, Cut that way, yeah, to get there, and not the three to four hours before a competition. And while, yeah, it's something that they do in collegiate and Olympic wrestlings and things like that. It's the rehydration thing is a factor. It's definitely a factor, and how it's going to affect performance is trying to re. You're not going to be able to obviously cut drastically like <laughs> you would in that short amount of time. But it's more the rehydration thing that that is what. Concerns me the most is not being properly rehydrated and going into the cage to fight. Yeah, because they'll go, they'll keep that
1: that weight off on purpose. Especially because I
0: don't know, I know the, I don't know that one FC. They don't have the IV, man. I don't believe. I don't think so. It's only a UFC thing. I did not read that they did. So at least, at least for them, they can weigh in and get an IV backstage at the at the event right there. Yeah, Japan already has weird rules about their fighting anyway. Well, we don't need to go into that and all the steroid controversies and things like that. But, you know, you don't have that opportunity in the UFC where you're, you're cutting weight, weighing in three or four hours, and then you're going to have to try to orally rehydrate. You're going to be sluggish. Your performance well, you're, is going
1: you're going to end up throwing up because you're going to take too much in. There's no, that too, you know? yeah. And if you take in too much water orally over time, you can drown your, your muscles and your lungs you know it's not i mean you can squeeze iv in through your vein it's it's okay but yep. if you slug too much water yeah. you will die oh uh, yeah you know um, you you will drown literally your lungs will drown in it's in it's own tissue because the water is too much um, an iv ban while it shouldn't be practiced regularly it's not a bad way to rehydrate a body
0: yeah it's not at all it's just the other things that people are you shouldn't. You,
1: you shouldn't rely on it. No. 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 As, um, as a training regiment, it should. It should only be there for health purposes. Yeah.
0: And like the UFC didn't ban yeah. the IV because of giving anybody an unfair advantage for rehydration. Their fear is that they're masking. Yeah.
1: They stick something in there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or stick something in there to cut. Co- yeah. To cover up that you're using something that shouldn't be in there. Right. But I do, I do applaud ONE FC for taking the steps and being the first one to take the initiative and take the steps towards coming up with some kind of thing, yeah. an alternate weight cutting system to to just counteract what the practices of people have now. Because obviously, we've had our first death. And yeah. When that happens, it's when it's usually a catalyst where we got to change some things. I mean, that's what. That's what caused change in the state of Michigan for high school wrestling was back in the late 90s, early 2000s, we had a couple, I know one for sure, at least at the University of Michigan, died cutting weight, running in the showers with plastics on. And so the MSHAA took the steps of, okay, we're going to ban all plastic suits. Yep, they did.
1: I didn't have, I was, we weren't using plastic Every day. Well, I, I graduated '96, right. So, you know, in '92 or uh, yeah, '92 through '93, '94, I mean, we were garbage bags. It was, yeah. it was old
0: school practice. But by the time I got into high school, it was done. And then they introduced, they instituted uh, a program what, what we call that the alpha weigh-in system. Where at the beginning of the season, they you weigh in, they check where you're walking around. It, it's it's even it's a month before you even get into practice. They take your body fat composition. They do make you take a hydration test and they check your weight. And based off of the results of how much body fat you are, how hydrated you were and what your weight is, they calculate how what is the lowest weight class you can possibly cut to. Now obviously the bigger you are, the more body fat you are, the lower that you could technically safely go. But then even after I graduated, they actually it was the year after I graduated, and thank God they instituted it then instead of the year that I was graduating. I would have been screwed. But they instituted a a two-pound-a-week limit from where you weigh at your alpha weigh-in. Because I wrestled at 189 pounds in high school. I walked around my senior year going into football season at about 225, 230 pounds. And I dropped down to 189 relatively quickly. Had they had that two-pound allowance system in when I was in high school, I would have been screwed because you were only allowed to drop two pounds a week. Wow! I cut ten pounds my first weigh-in. I came in the week of of our first, the day before our first match, and I was 199 pounds. And I cut running in the pool balcony and wearing tons of layers of clothes. I cut the ten pounds that I needed look like shit the next day because I didn't properly rehydrate right. and completely drain myself, but I did it. Had that system been in place, I right. would have been screwed. And, and they give you, it's, you cannot make this weight until this date based on the two pounds a week allowance you can finally cut down to that class by whatever, January, or whatever the, the time frame is. So those those guidelines were not yeah. in the No fire. Yeah. Nope. I
1: mean, my error, you just... Uh, you when you got to you know, your first day uh, wrestling uh team you you in to see what you were. Yep. And that was only so the coaches could evaluate where they were gonna put you. Exactly. And when you got to the tournament you weighed in before uh, you got you got to the tournament you weighed in there, then you waited before your, your your match. Yep. And we did that have, was it. See we didn't have on site on
0: sites they got rid of when I think they started doing the alpha weigh ins and stuff. Until The state tournament starts. Once you get into districts, regionals, and states, that's where you do on-sites. Yeah. But up until then, it was all night before weigh-in, which was great, similar to what the UFC does now, which was great because you cut all your weight and then go and try to rehydrate. Gotcha. But then a lot of guys struggled. I got lucky enough where by the end of my senior season, I had my weight under control enough that it didn't fluctuate so much. Um, when it came time to do on-site weigh-ins, I didn't have as big of a struggle. I yeah. tried to cut some weight to make it, but it wasn't nearly the struggle that it was at the beginning of the season. Sure. Plus, they instituted after Christmas break, basically, they give you a two-pound allowance. So, me wrestling at 189, I could weigh up to 191. Yeah, Okay. Which is great. Which is yeah, incredible. absolutely. But yeah, it the, the alpha started at the beginning of my era of wrestling in high school and then the two pound allowance or the two pound per week started up the year after I graduated. And it's all done by uh the the, the ways are done by an outside our our actual trainer did it, but usually they bring in an outside person. Yeah, it's every, not it's not the coaches that do it. No, any of I was gonna this.
1: say everything that we had done it was the coach. Yeah, and the coach it's all it's and all a submitted. Just like, All right. He look he never knew it he could just look at it and you weighed at 156 but oh, he's 145 yeah we know I mean nobody looked over no one regulated no. it there was nothing looked over his no. shoulder I mean he just sat there he, he did all this and then he handed it in yeah the, it's in all, the paper. and
0: it's all it's all uh, measurements and stuff that they submit it's yeah. submitted it into the state and the state does it and if, if you you can appeal your alpha which we had a, it was a lot more of a problem for littler guys that didn't have a lot of body fat but wanted to cut. We had a kid that was tried to wrestle at 103 pounds, but just doesn't didn't have enough body fat. He walked around around 112, but told him no, can't cut. So they they you can appeal the alpha and redo it, and they tried doing everything again with the body fat comps and stuff like that. It still wasn't enough. Your next step is to go to the state facility in Lansing where they do a hydrostatic. Uh, Body composition. They put you into a hydro pool. Oh wow! And check your body fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this is all things that. And I'm sure it's uh, even come farther now. I bet. Because I graduated in 2002. Yeah. So it's probably, and I've been out of of coaching wrestling for years now. So.
1: Well, if you think about it, that's that's six years in between where I graduated and you did. Right. Look at everything that they put together in that six years. Exactly. Is. in 96, and more so, it was more like 94 where we're talking about where I had broken my leg after so about 94 was my last real big year. It was so archaic yeah. and so old school. It was like just you show up, weigh in, wrestle, go home. Um, there, was no, uh, we, there was no urine test. I don't yeah. know if you guys ever had to do that. We, just just for the
0: hydro test, we, we, okay. had, to, we had to pee and a I know, the we hide, in a for cup. For the hydro test, to make sure that you were hydrated.
1: Yeah, never had that. Never had the only time I ever peed in a cuff for anything. That's when I did my physical. Because a lot That's of us, it.
0: a lot of us were cutting weight pre-alpha to try to get low enough so that your your weight wasn't too much of a factor for them to say, "Oh no, you exactly. can't make this this far of a cut." Yeah. So like, I mean, I made I weighed in for my alpha at about 190 pounds even, and I had cut weight that whole week just to try to make sure I was close, so I didn't have the issue.
1: Right. A lot of things have changed in that regard, um, even between us. Yeah, right. You know, and that's and like, it's come even farther of this, since that's my, my generation. Six years. Yeah, you know, this is the oldest sport in the history of man, wrestling, right. and those kind of change for six years to make that but change. By now, you know, we're thirteen years later. Exactly. I've I've not uh, uh, seen any or talked to any of the younger kids. I don't have any of that age of nephews or anything yet coming up where they're they're involved in high school wrestling. When they are, I would love to pick their brain and see what the new processes, rules, styles, guidelines, regulations are because I'd imagine it's much more stringent than even yours was. It was, I mean,
0: things were still pretty similar as far as the policies that they installed since I was in high school five years ago when I was still in coaching. But I've been out since 2010, 2011, so I don't know what changes else they've made. And, And the last... The last coaching gig that I did, I don't even remember because we weren't officially a high school team, well, we were a high school team, but we weren't officially recognized as a sport because I started. we started a program out at Ravana. So the, the last year I was there, we were still a JV team competing, and I don't remember if we even had to do, we did have to do Alpha that year and I think the rules are still the same. So yeah, I think I'm sure there's been some changes since I got out of coaching as well.
1: Yeah, I bet. Because that's another four, three, yeah, five
0: years. Exactly.
1: So uh, things continue to advance, and you know the the one thing that that I'll read over here for one uh, FC's new guidelines is they start the way weigh, the weighing process eight weeks out. Okay. At eight weeks out, you are allowed to be six percent over. What's your, you know, for 155, you can be 6% overweight of 155. Okay. On week 7, 6%, still okay. Uh, week 6, 4.5. Week 5, 3%. Week 4, 1.2, or 1.5. Three weeks out, uh, you have to be within your contracted weight class. Okay. So from three weeks till the day of the fight, you have wow. to stay at 1, 155. Wow. This is a, uh, this, it's, it sounds good, but I think it's too extreme.
0: I you know, think well I think with the
1: three weeks at the at your your fighting weights that's kind of it is, know,
0: but I think I think part of I think for them what the idea of it is is to get athletes to start competing at their natural weight class. Absolutely. So if you have to be in your weight class three weeks out for guys like um we'll use Connor, Connor McGregor as an okay. example. He wouldn't be able to fight at forty five anymore. No, it'd be absolutely 55. has to yep. go to fifty five. Absolutely. Yep. Um up until this fight, you know, Weidman probably would have to go to 205. Yeah. Rockhold would definitely have to go to 205. No doubt. Cormier would have to fight at, at heavyweight. It's so... You see a lot of guys... Yeah. Because they want, they want you at a more... Nat- fighting at more of a natural weight. The, I like the, that. I do too. I like that. It's healthier for the guys. and yeah. I, And I get that. Some guys are going to have issues. Um, some guys aren't. Frankie can pretty much fight wherever he wants. Yeah, he can yeah, definitely. Uh, Mighty Mouse. Could pretty never, much.
1: That was the next person I was going to mention. Was Demetrius is never going to have any issue. No, you know, he can do whatever. John I mean, Dodson as well.
0: If they tried to make if they tried to make Frankie go up to fifty five, he'd have to weigh in with rocks in his pants to make weight. Yeah, <laughs> same yeah. thing with Demetrius and John Dodson. The only thing is, I think it's this is almost
1: uh, complete other end of the extreme. It's it's almost like they've made it
0: too difficult, too much.
1: You know, three you know, three weeks out, you have to be your weight fight. I can see one week out. Yeah. I mean, just make your weight the, the week of the fight. Right. I just think it's a little bit too much, um, but that little bit too much might be exactly what they need to make th- everything
0: healthy. I think so, it'll take some tweaking to the system, but, sure, I, but just, I think it's definitely a step in the right direction. This and is more
1: like a, like a, a
0: rough draft, a yeah, first inception. And I definitely, you know, I stand up and I applaud 1FC <clears throat> for taking absolutely. a step to be the first one to do this. And Without a organizations... See what they're doing, tweak it a little bit, and follow suit. I agree 100%. It's safer for your fighters. You'll get a lot more longevity. There's that, too. Uh, uh, And fighter safety's got to be the first concern here. Health, Health safety,
1: safety. and uh, longevity, and it's it's smart. Yeah. It's really, really smart um, to, um, if nothing else, forget the numbers of what they're doing. But week by week basis, go up to the fight, monitoring where your fighter yeah. is. It's now now it's just throw them into their camp and monitor them the week of. Yep. You know, don't worry about what we're doing. We don't care what you're doing before that. I mean, oh, they're they're randomly testing you, but I mean, drug testing.
0: But they're not. They're in their drug testing. They're not going. Well, how's your weight?
1: Right. They're not looking at weight. They're not looking at anything else, body mass index. Um, checking for hydration. I mean, they're uh, they're going to be doing a lot of stuff to. Uh, Within the next five years, I feel, and UFC is going to take uh, take a hold of this as well. I hope so. They're going to do a lot more for um, the longevity, the safety, and the health of their fighters. And this is the perfect way to start that off with weight cuts.
0: Yep. Bravo. Bravo to 1FC for, like I said, again, for being the one to set this catalyst. And I just hope more organizations follow suit.
1: Yeah, so do I.
0: So do I. So that's pretty much what we got for yeah. MMA News this week. Uh, I
1: like that news article. Because, I do too because we both done it.
0: Yeah, we both know. Yeah, how, it's uh, hell. Weight cutting sucks for anybody that's never uh, cut a massive amount of weight before. You are fucking miserable.
1: You feel like death. Your your head, your eyes feel dry like they're gonna just crumble out of your yeah. head. Your head pounds. Uh, You're your, sick. your skin you feels feel, yeah.
0: literally slimy and sick, and or you get to the point where you've dehydrated yourself so much you can't even break a sweat. No,
1: you can you can hold you can pull your skin up. It'll stay there. It'll yeah. fall back into place. It'll yep. just stay in a There's mound. There's nothing there. It's so gross. I had
0: like I was saying, our first my first match my senior year, it was a ten pound plus that day. And it was just hours and hours of running in a hot pool balcony with layer upon layer upon layer of clothes and just trying to sweat everything out. And I got home that night and I just laid on the floor in a ball. Yeah. I just wanted somebody to feed me. And to let me die.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, that's the best way to describe it. You're, you're... That's all you feel. You're starving. Put me out of my yeah. misery. Yeah. You're starving. You can't sleep because you're, you're so Your hungry. Your stomach
1: keeps telling you, yeah. we're dying. Yeah. Like, we Why to aren't you feeding
0: here. me? Why aren't you watering? Feeding me? me right now. I am so thirsty. You just sit up all night. You're miserable. You're cranky.
1: My tongue would get so dry. I felt like it was cracked yeah. in the back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it would so... I mean, I... Yeah, I pushed against the roof of my mouth, and all I could feel was like it was
0: like a cat's tongue. I wouldn't have wanted, I would not have wanted to be around me. I, I'm a natural no. asshole as it is. Sure. Then you take away my food, my water, and you're making me run miles a day. And nobody made me. I should, I, no, I, no. Nobody ever made no. me do anything. I made the decisions Absolutely. Myself. No I made the part. choice to yep. cut weight. I could have wrestled yep. up a weight class, and me and my best friend could I could, could have, have said no me. entirely. Yeah, exactly. I, I nobody, chose to put my Nobody ever run. forced me to do anything. It's a good thing to add. It was always my choice because I knew for myself it was the best decision I could make as far as being a competitor yeah yeah good that's a good thing to add because yeah because a lot of coaches get blamed for, for making kids cut weight I never made a kid cut weight no, I, no. I may have suggested to somebody hey I is help, how you do you're, it you're close enough to this next weight class. If you can get down there, you're going to be a killer. You're giving up too much weight here. Yeah. It's something to consider. But if you have to struggle with the weight cut, it's the only thing you can make that decision. I'm I've not never going to put a gun you. to anyone's no, head. You know, I mean, i never made
1: them... They're, they're ultimately... They're, you have to take. It's thing you have to take responsibility yeah. for yourself. And if you decide to do ever, it, great. If you didn't, great. That's your call. My coaches never forced me to no, do. No, mine anything. either. And I had. I made those decisions. I had the best coaches you could ask yeah. for. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they were smart, and they never made me do anything. Nope. They said, you know, uh, well, they, they they encouraged me. Said, if you don't do it, then I have to give to someone else. Well, you know, yeah. But I mean, I mean, they they encouraged me to be the best that I could be, but they never. It never made me do anything. My conversation
0: at the beginning of the, my senior season when my coach went like this, look, we don't have anybody on 189 pounds. That's you, that was your class. You can wrestle up at 215. You'll probably do quite well. You cut back down to 89, you're going to go to state. And that's all I need that's to do. That's all I need, yeah. Okay. And, I mean, it took every ounce of my hard work to get to where I got, but that, that doing all that weight cut, it... It made me hungrier, for, and, and figuratively and literally. I see, in more ways than one. Right. <laughs> but it, it, it made me hungrier as a competitor because I yeah. knew I'm doing all this extra stuff to get here. I'm working harder than anybody else. And it, it made me hungrier as a competitor. But it definitely is hell. Yeah, Cutting weight it really is, is hell. I, I, I didn't wrestle in college because I didn't want to cut weight. Right. I walked away from the sport. I, I, wrestling is a sport I love more than anything else. Absolutely. And Stop I here. walked away from it because I didn't want to cut weight anymore. I got up into done with High School. Actually, I got done with that season, and I was like, I'll never fucking cut weight again. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> and hey. I kicked myself for it now because I wish I would have wrestled in college because sure. I, I missed it. But at that time, after weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, you know, because wrestling is longer, if you make it all the way to state, it starts in the end of October and yeah. goes all the way till March. Yeah. It's longer than almost any other season. Like, football, you may start conditioning things in the summertime, but it, ain't, it don't drag and it ain't hell like wrestling is. No,
1: I would wrestling for me was all year round. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, too. Even when I was done in March, which was my birthday, it was basically the last, it just kind of coincided with the last uh, week of, of wrestling. By the next week after, I was already... Preparing, yep. stretching, conditioning you know, to keep myself yeah. loose. I ran
0: track to stay in shape. Yeah, that's that was. I ran track to stay in shape for football and wrestling. Yeah, yeah. That was it. I had a lot of kids that did that.
1: Yeah, it made sense. You know, it made perfect sense. You know, we had a couple of kids that uh, strong, strong kids, and I think Matt Break was one of them who would throw shot put. To, yeah, to keep his strength up yep. because he'd stay in the weight training, so we'd he'd throw shot put and uh, uh, for track and field, and yeah, they all kind of had this little thing that just, and it was just. To keep themselves busy and constantly moving in one way or another, exactly. whether it's running or throwing or whatever it was, so a lot of kids did that. I couldn't run, right? <laughs> so my my time off was basically stretching, yep. stretching, 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 stay loose so it breaks them. Exactly. <laughs> um, so good on one FC.
0: Yeah, great, great up for them. I, mean, I can't keep say it eye, enough.
1: Keep an eye on on stuff that comes up in the future for weight cutting because. It's going to be a hot topic. It's going to continue to be a hot topic for years to come until they develop the perfect system. And believe me, 1FC doesn't have the perfect system. No, it's not out but it's there a yet. step in the
0: right direction. But it is a step in the right direction, it's, absolutely. It's taking that first step that nobody else has been willing to take. That's yet. the
1: hardest one to take, man. Just to, to implement change on any level is going to get a lot of backlash. It's a hard step to take, a step to take and they have done
0: it. Good on them, well, the thing we didn't actually mention it for people that don't know 1FC is ran by Rich, is the executive uh, director, is Rich Franklin, yeah, and uh, a
1: former fighter himself
0: who understands a lot of this. And Matt
1: Hume is Matt the Hume, yeah. vice president of operations and competition, yeah. And this is Matt Hume's baby, yeah, by the way. This is, uh, I mean, Rich has a big part in it, Rich is, but Rich is the
0: big name that in the face, he is the Dana White of 1FC. Yeah. But it's, it's Matt's baby. This Yeah, this
1: is really developed by Matt um, and, and run by him. It obviously wouldn't get passed through if Rich said, no, I don't want it. Right. You know, he's the big dog. But this is definitely something that Matt Hume has, has yeah. put a lot of time and effort into. Exactly. So, um, I really like, you know, and I don't get a chance to see a lot of 1FC no, either. fights. No, it's hard, it's hard to get, it's hard uh, you to know. find.
0: You yeah. have access to access TV, basically, and, and yeah. not a lot of people do. Right.
1: Um, I try to find some stuff on YouTube, when, and I do, but they're not full fights. No. They're, they're like clips or highlights. That's very, it's very well guarded by them. So it's hard for me to get a lot of stuff. on, on what I want to see. I would like to get more, and hopefully they can land a deal with some sort of online would, service. Like something something uh, so you know, you can get more of Offer a streaming service. Yeah, I, I would purchase a, a monthly uh, fee for them. All right, just um,
0: to be a lot. I mean, they got some good fighters over there. Ashgren
1: uh, and I, and I want to see how this weight thing out for them. I'm really interested to see how their fighters look, how they perform when they have this kind of sturgeon guideline, because if they go in and they are performing at the highest level with this, there's absolutely no reason for everyone not to include
0: it. I agree. 100%. So I think that that pretty much covers the the MMA news we got for for this week. Uh, Let's get into our discussion topic. We're going to close out this uh, pre-Christmas show. A little present for you guys, and we're going to we're gonna bring back the discussion topic forum that we haven't done in, in a while, just because we've had so much volume of fights, trying to cover, break down and preview, break down a card, preview a card, <laughs> break down a card, preview card. Oh my card. goodness. If we tried to throw a discussion topic in there, these, these are going to be three-hour shows. Plus. And... and no one wants to listen to that. No. No one wants to listen to us talk that long. No, we, we'll give you two hours. Yeah, and, the and fact and, uh... that you guys are willing to listen to two hours of, <laughs> of us blabber is, is a blessing in itself, so we're going to talk about our, our top five uh, tough alumnus. We had originally planned on doing this this uh, as a part of the uh, tough finale, Yeah, the last tough finale that they had, um, but just... The sheer volume of things going on, we couldn't. We couldn't.
1: You know, there, there was no way to fit that into the show, so it had to be it had to be axed temporarily. Yeah. Yeah, it's, but it's a topic we wanted. To, we've wanted to do for a long time, yeah. and it's it's one that uh, uh, we're gonna have some agreements. We're gonna yes. have a lot of the guys that are the same. Yeah. We're Might gonna have some, orders, but... Yeah, some disagreements. Uh, but at, at the end of the day, the Ultimate Fighter has produced some amazing fighters Absolutely. for the UFC. A
0: lot of talent. And, A lot of talent. Um,
1: I was reading into the history of, of the Ultimate Fighter, and at the time, it was put on Spike when it, at its first inception. Yep. And <clears throat> at the time, WWE was on Spike. Yes. Now, WWE was their first, and they had the ability to say yes or no to any show that came before the wrestling show or right after. it, So they could have said when, when uh, and Paul Heyman was in on this too, when Spike came to WWE and said, we have this re- reality show, The Ultimate Fighter, it's about UFC and fighting and stuff. Right? Is it okay if we put it on after Raw? Paul Heyman said, don't do it. And Vince said, why? I said, they are legit competition. Right. They're going to take away from your viewers. And you said, oh, we're Vince so we're entertainment. We're not real fighting. It's completely different. Yep. Go ahead and let them put it on. It the dumbest mistake that Vince has made since the XFL. Oh, God. <laughs> it was a bad mistake for them because their viewership went down yeah, it, to the point where Spike didn't resign. sign No, the they band. went back to the
0: USA. They went to TNN first. Well, TNN was Spike. Spike? Oh, was it? TN- no, 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 that's right. It was TNN first. Yeah, TN- uh, first yeah because Spike. TNN had it when <clears throat> ECW was on there. Yeah. And then when they bought out and became Spike, they yeah. dropped ECW because they landed <coughs> WWE.
1: Yeah, they gave Vince $100 million to come over and yeah. ditch ECW. And not I turned to Spike, yeah, because so I had a backwards. But it was so bad that they went back to USA. They went back to USA, yeah. USA was, was clamoring to have him come back because yeah. they,
0: their program viewership died after right. they lost the WWE.
1: But and Paul Heyman said on his Heyman Hustle show, Paul Heyman's a huge MMA fan, Absolutely. guys. He's a huge proponent for MMA. He loves the UFC. Uh, he, he was does, at UFC 194. Yeah, he does he was covering the weigh-ins
0: for Heyman Hustle. And, yeah, he
1: does everything with Ariel Helwani. He Has yep. a ton of interviews with him. Joe Rogan and him get along great. So Paul Heyman well, he was representing Brock in his negotiations
0: with the yes, UFC this last time. Yes, he is really his is management just, company. Was, it's not just an on-air no. thing
1: with him and Brock. They he is literally his advocate.
0: Yeah, they know? are they are business partners <clears> 100. percent. <throat>
1: um, so uh, Vince gave the okay for the Ultimate Fighter to come on after Raw. Which was perfect for the Ultimate Fighter because they already had an eighteen to forty nine male exactly. demographic heavy show leading up to it, and all they had to do was stay tuned in. You know, it's it's yep. easier to stay tuned in than change the channel to go somewhere else. Exactly. So they fed the UFC a huge audience for yep. the Ultimate Fighter, and it exploded. Yes, it was, and it became bigger than WWE. Uh, the Ultimate Fighter was drawing bigger numbers than Raw. They were doing. I mean, up until like, the last few years. Ultimate Fighter's numbers have kind of dwindled a bit. Yeah, the
0: the last few the uh, last few seasons, probably the last <laughs> eight or nine seasons have been extremely watered yeah. down. But but they they've saw some resurgence. The the season with Ronda and and Misha was definitely a resurgence. Yeah. Um, the season where they brought in the straw weights, where they did with Pettis and uh, was it Pettis and Melendez? Yeah, yeah. They brought in the women's straw weight division, crowned the first women's champion off that show. That was a good season. I enjoyed the the season before this one with the new format, with the teams, and taking them out of the stupid Las Vegas tough house, and you know, starting trying something different. I mean, yeah, they were still together in the house, but going to the different locations between the gyms who had control. You, the fights yeah. would be in this gym. Okay, ATT one. Now the fights are moving to ATT. Okay, they're going back to black. I liked that. I liked. Yeah, I cool. liked the team concept of it. I liked. I liked that they let the teams just basically pick their fighter, and you could fight up to three times instead of okay, you fought, now you're in the semifinals, now you're in the quarter, you know, stuff like that. The, the, the traditional tough mode. Yep. I kind of liked the change. A lot of people didn't, whatever. But there's been some bad seasons. Bad, bad seasons are tough. And but but in his inception, in the the inception of the idea, and I would definitely say the first five or six seasons were
1: great. Yeah, you know, um, my my favorite part of any season uh, of Tough Ever was was with GSP and Hughes. I think it was okay. Now GSP's guys that he was traded as, team, whatever. He brought in a guy to the drunk, the drum. Oh, drunk, drunk uh, fucking French guy, the, the drunk Frenchman. Yeah, the Thai guy. That guy was nuts. He,
0: the, the guys, the guys. The was t- that Hughes? Or was that Koscheck? I think it was when he was fighting Koscheck. I don't remember which one it was. I think it was Koscheck. Because Koscheck. Koscheck was mocking the guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it was the guys on, on GSP's mm-hmm. team that were going to have to trade with him. They're like, I just seen him drink a whole quart of vodka. And in he the their him. ass. And he's like, what, what? I can't go in there and fight a drunk heist. This is not going to be fair for him. And they walked in with the guy. And the guy beat the living piss out all. of every one of them. They're like, oh, my God. I've been so hit so hard in my yeah, life. Yeah, George
0: always talks about it. how badly he beats him up drunk.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was insane yeah. I couldn't believe how amazing it was I laughed so hard it was it was absolutely incredible GSP this drunk friendship yep. I really
0: <laughs> liked uh, the comeback season I thought that was interesting too when they brought back all the guys that a lot, all the guys that had fought in the UFC in the early days um, yeah. Sarah yep. Shoni Carter Mikey oh god what no, Whitbrick I'm thinking of ECW but uh Mikey Burnett ah, uh uh-huh. um Travis Luter. um, Some names I haven't heard a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of old guys from the old school era and gave them an opportunity. You win your weight class, you get a title shot. And Sarah ended up taking that opportunity, winning, and then knocking out GSP and winning the title. Luter didn't make weight, but put on a really good fight against Anderson Silva and had he made, you know, came close. And I think he ended up losing by decision. But had a good fight with Anderson Silva. Yeah. It wouldn't have made any difference because he didn't make weight, but you know, at least there was something Sarah, Sarah got the title off of it. Yeah, that was a big story, man. And I didn't even think about him on my list. <laughs> um We'll get to that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one of us <laughs> did. One of us did. I didn't even
0: I guess when I thought about it, I just went with traditional seasons, I didn't think about the comeback until I started talking about it. And oh yeah, Sarah won the title. Probably yeah. should have made the list. So, There's
1: going to be guys that we'll talk about that didn't make the list that probably should have. Yeah, like I cut it down to five. I right, to I like 20 a, years of a show. Like I cut it down to five honor, people.
0: I had some honorable mentions, but he still didn't make my honorable mentions list. He here, should so. definitely do that. We I, should put him in now. I am going to. We're definitely add him because he didn't honorable. make my list
1: either. He's an honorable mention. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yep. he's in my honorable mention Matt list. Matt did not. a hell of a job. He took yeah. advantage of the uh, of a great opportunity yeah, that was he laid took, before him. Took
0: the brass ring that was in front of him and ran with it. Good for him. Yeah. The last person anybody thought was going to win the show, too. Because he was... Because they didn't even bring in head coaches. There wasn't even head coaches. Right. The they just split them up into two teams. Well, Sarah ended up basically becoming the head coach of his team.
1: Yeah, like by default. By yeah. default,
0: because he was already coaching. You know, yeah. He was running, you know, Sarah Jiu-Jitsu and stuff like that on the New York. But yeah, it was, uh, that was an interesting format. I, I've... I've I enjoyed a lot of seasons of tough. there have been some really bad ones that have been really hard to get through. So, um, let's uh, let's get all right. it, man. Go ahead with your number five. My number five
1: is Diego Sanchez.
0: Yeah, I knew he was going to be on your list somewhere. Um,
1: since winning uh, the first season middleweight, he's he's gone thirteen and six. Now, when I give you guys, guys these these numbers uh, on their record, I counted the record from the time that tough was over. That their first fight after that. So I didn't cover anything before that. People have had, so it's going to look like different stats. Right. But that's what they've done in the UFC in the UFC since their fights for uh, the belt or whatever on Tough. Okay. So he's 13 6 with his recent loss, uh, running the first uh, middleweight version of Tough. Yeah. Uh, six fight of the night bonuses. And yes, uh, uh, he has. He has or the Uriah Faber, I can't win the big one, right? You know, but he's an explosive, savage fighter to watch. He's extremely entertaining. He's tough as nails. Um, he beats.
0: Um, beat a list of who's
1: in. Yeah, and he, but he's he's lost to some guys that are like uh, B.J. Penn, Koscheck, Melendez, Maldonado, and Ricardo Lamas. He he gets to those big fights yep. and, and he, he doesn't. You know, this is why he's number five, just because. Diego Sanchez is, I'm a big fan of his, and I love his style. I love to watch him fight. He's very tough, and he's savage. And yeah, you've on the
0: show many times. He's one of your favorite fighters of all time.
1: Uh, he is, and he really helped me
0: uh, get into uh, the ultimate fighter itself. Yeah, I loved Diego on that first uh, Yeah, show. I became, his first fight on that ultimate fighter, watching him choke someone out, I was like, alright, I like this it's guy. So awesome. Became became a fan of Diego's right yeah. there and there. And
1: I I love Diego Sol to this day. He doesn't put on, you know, it's not like he used to be. He's getting up there in age. Yeah, he's Um, been in a lot of wars, too. Oh, my gosh, knockdown drag outs. Uh,
0: That takes a toll on you as a fighter.
1: If you watch Gilbert Melendez and his fight, it is my personal favorite fight. Despite whether or not Diego Sanchez wins or loses, I don't care. I love to watch him fight. He's one of my favorite fighters for that reason only. He made five just because, almost on the basis of, of he won the first one. Right. You know, it's I, not really fair to put someone just because they were allowed to win the first one. They weren't around for that. Or right. But I did it because first one at middleweight uh, uh, and some big wins like over Nick Diaz and Kenny Florian and some other guys. But he don't win the big ones, so he wasn't put up far, further. And it was... More of a personal choice than anything. I love Diego Sanchez. Diego Sanchez is five for me.
0: I cannot argue with you at all there. I really like Diego. He was not... He didn't make my list, but he was my honorable mention spot. Excellent. Uh, my number five, just based on I just enjoy this guy a lot, is Nate Diaz. Yeah. Nate Diaz was the uh, winner of season five, the lightweights. and I, I want to say that was they, that was the season, that uh, not just the season, but when the UFC actually brought back the lightweight division. It was, was his season. They ushered it back in. He uh, he won by defeating Manny Gamburian by sub uh, with a dislocated shoulder. Uh, Manny dislocated her shoulder. He's fought at both light and welterweight. Um, he had challenged Benson Henderson for the UFC lightweight title uh, at UFC on UFC on Fox 5, but lost a pretty one-sided unanimous decision. <clears throat> yep. Um, Fight of the Night winner six times, Submission of the Night winner five times, and KO of the Night one time. That's, yep. That is my number five.
1: Um, he's my number four. Okay. And I would also include there, you know, he's got some big wins over guys like Cerrone, Jay yeah. Miller, Gray Maynard, yeah, I and didn't Yeah,
0: I didn't go into too much detail of, outside of like title appearances for, yeah. for my picks. Um... Oh, oh, the big wins! Right, I should have. But he's I figured 12. we would probably both cover so much of it that yeah, one he's, of us would uh, have that.
1: Uh, he's, he's, he's twelve and eight since yep. winning season five. Uh, number five all time total strikes landed. Number five on total submission attempts. Yep. A couple of cool, just a couple yeah, of stats. Him and Frank. Well, and he's
0: also tied for most submissions overall in the UFC yep. at eight with Frank Mir and God, I can't remember who was the other. One. But, yeah, that was another stat that I, that I did not include but remember seeing was that he has eight submission victories in the UFC.
1: I didn't put a lot of stats in here. Mostly it was the record since uh, their or lock, whatever right, it was. Right. Uh, and then, like, their performance of the night stuff. Yeah, and, I had some of and that and
0: some of the guys, except for the ones that uh, I had that we got later on of the list that were title winners yeah. and things like that. I didn't figure that spoke for itself enough.
1: I added some names of guys that they won and lost right. against. You know because uh, Diego, uh, Diego proved my point when I said he has a hard time winning the big one because he has losses to the champs, the big guys. Yeah. Penn and Kostek, Melendez, and, and Miles. Throw and,
0: Soros, I think you can throw You could throw Diaz in a, in a similar conversation. And he gets into these big fights. Yeah. Never won a
1: belt. Nope. Uh, had one shot against Benson and lost to five rounders You
0: know. Yeah, uh, Benson made him look
1: terrible. So Nate Diaz was was my number four. Okay. Um, so I'm going to move up one and take this one from you because I know you're going to have it. Uh, my number three was T.J. Dillashaw. <laughs>
0: well, you just took my number one.
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my number three was T.J. Dillashaw. Uh runner-up season 14, lost to Dodson. Yep. I don't know how that happened. TKO'd. I know that, but I don't know how Dillashaw uh, lost to Dodson. I think if they fought again today, Dodson's well, playing Well, he's out. got a
0: couple of, of losses in his career that I think now he would definitely... He uh, would redeem. Yeah, Dodson yeah. being one, and then I think he had a TKO loss to his son,
1: out Do- uh, Dodson is moving up weight class. He can't beat Demetrius, no. so what's the point of sitting around there? He's a young kid, and he wants to... You know, he's very young, he wants yeah. to try to prove himself. Well, if he's got so, that in his back pocket,
0: that he's got... The victory over the exactly,
1: champion. exactly the story, uh, like writes itself. Um, I
0: don't think thirty five is a good spot for Dodson though. I don't either.
1: I think he's. I don't think he's. He's, he's
0: too small. Big his power. It's, he's got the power in his hands. He's fast and his, his speed. Is is great, and I mean he's a. Big jack but he's going to have a problem with the,
1: the reach. Exactly. You know. Um, uh, let's see. Soul loss. TJ Dillashaw. Soul loss is a split decision to Asuncio. That's, as we're saying. Yeah. Um, but he's eight and one since season fourteen. He's the bantamweight champion, fourth ranked pound for pound fighter, uh, defeating fourth ranked pound pound for pound fighter Hannah Barao, and again in the rematch. Um, he's cemented himself as the true 135 pound champion and number five pound for pound fighter in the world. So,
0: so since you since you got your number three, <laughs> I'll, oh you're fine. No, I'll give you my four and three real quick so we're caught up. Okay. Uh, my number 4 is Kenny Florian.
1: Oh, I did not pick him.
0: No, I did good. And and the reason I picked Kenny is um he was season 1 runner up at Middleweight, losing mm-hmm. to Diego Sanchez. He's got 12 of his 14 UFC victories by stoppage, submission or KO.
1: That's a big number. Yeah. 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 I like guys that don't take it
0: to the judges. Exactly. Dude.
1: Whatever way you're going to finish it, finish it, yep. you know.
0: Um, he's the first fighter in UFC history, now only having two, to have fought in four different weight classes. Kenny competed at Middle, Welter, Light, and Featherweight.
1: Oh my god, I didn't realize that about him.
0: Yeah, he, he ended his career That's at diverse. feather. Yeah, I mean, and he was a small, when he fought at, at Middle, it was a small, small guy, and yeah. ended up coming in second, and, and that was a class that had guys like Diego who won it, Koscheck, Lieben. Yeah. Um extremely... Diego, you know, guys that have gone successful on... Successful fighters. Exactly, exactly. And he, who naturally was about a 155-pound fighter, competed and, and placed second at 185. Then had some decent success at 170 until the USC finally opened up the 55 division again, dropped down to 55, was a title contender there twice, which I have in my notes, we'll get into. Fought for the UFC title three times, twice at lightweight, losing to Sean Shirk and BJ Penn. And once at featherweight, losing a decision to Jose Aldo. It was one of the first guys to really give Aldo a fight. Took it to that decision. It was a unanimous decision he yeah. lost by, but took it to Aldo. Right. And made him work for it. Which So that was my number three. Or my number four, I'm sorry. My number three is Forrest Griffin. And I knew you had Forrest yeah, in I there do. somewhere. I do. <laughs> I put Forrest at number three because, and he probably could have been higher but my number two had very similar um, very similar st- st- uh, stats as far as what I brought to it with Championship Gold, and he also beat Forrest. So My number three, Forrest Griffin, winner of Season 1 of Tough, defeating Stefan Bonner in one of the most talked-about fights in UFC history and credited as a huge part of what became known as the UFC Explosion.
1: Yeah, Dana White... A quote said the most important fight Absolutely. in UFC
0: history. That fight got people talking yeah. because I mean I remember watching it live. I was a big fan of Forrest in the Ultimate Fighter. I liked his goofy nature. Yeah, um, the guy you know went through each week shaving a different part of his head through the <laughs> whole competition until he was completely bald in the finals. I liked his style. I just liked his personality.
1: You know, this was that was the first fight that I ever saw. Replayed on ESPN. Yes, uh, maybe that's why he said it was the most important. Well, I, I mean it got.
0: Well, it was like it was one of those fights where, as it was going on, people were calling other people saying, "Yo, you got to turn this fight on." Yeah, yeah. And it was it was one of the first times you saw it. it's the the ratings start at one spot at the beginning of the fight and spike. No, no uh, pun intended, since it was on Spike Network, but Spike in the middle of a fight, sure, to the finale of it and it was just a war yeah an absolutely. absolute war
1: and being a fan myself watching that fight like i said i would watch i watched sports center the next day and i have never seen the ufc on sports center at that time yeah yeah up to that point it was uh, it was never there and i see that was the first time i ever seen it. i remember
0: that it got made it was the first time the ufc really got mainstream media coverage
1: yeah that fight so i can see how he believes you know that that was the most important I, fight I know, I'm in ufc history
0: uh, Forrest was the first UFC, our first Tough alumni to win a UFC championship, defeating Rampage Jackson by a unanimous decision after they coached season seven against each other, and uh, he went nine and five in the UFC post-Tough.
1: Yeah, that's a number I got too.
0: So there's there's my number three. Um,
1: I I added some things with with Forrest is okay. that uh, uh, five for the night. As Forrest your number two. He's my number two. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I base. I, I, he's got great numbers. He won the title. He's got some good stuff. But I picked him because of his heart. Yeah, the man has got the biggest heart. Except for that fight against Anderson Silva, we're not going to talk like about like that. <laughs> that fight, but anyway, you know, but the, I'm talking more of the young. You know, yeah and I didn't include. Forrest Griffin was so he had so much drive, and determination, and heart. He was I such left a fighter.
0: I left off as far as big victories because at the time when Forrest beat Shogun. He was on the brink of done. Like they yeah. gave, they gave him, they gave Shogun him, and it was supposed to be like his Shogun's tune-up fight. Welcome to the UFC. Yeah, well, welcome that to was, the UFC. That buddy. was his first <laughs> fight coming into the UFC after he signed the contract from Pride and Forrest choked him out.
1: Yep, and Forrest also beat Ortiz. Yeah, twice. twice. And Rick, Fl- uh, Rick Franklin, Rich Franklin as well. Yep, um, and and Quinton for the belt. Um, Forrest, that's that's a that's a great resume, man. He he's got some big wins, you know. Yeah. Um uh, and I loved Forrest. He was go- like you said. Mm-hmm. He's a goofy little fucker. I, I loved was, his personality. Yeah. That's what
0: won me over with Forrest and that his fighting style. It's like, okay, this guy's just got tough Toughest I mean, nails to talk heart. about that, that kick he blocked uh in earlier in his career when he broke his forearm blocking a body kick and now has a permanent lump in yeah. his arm because he never healed it right. Who'd not to KO the guy with a broken arm? Knocked him out with his broken unbelievable. arm. Unbelievable. So,
1: I've had many broken arms. I couldn't imagine knocking out my little sister.
0: Right, let alone blood. a guy uh, I, a, a guy equally in stature. And, unbelievable. Right. So, good on Forrest. So, Forrest was your number 2.
1: Yeah, he was my number 2. So, okay. uh, Where are you at? I'm at uh, number 2. Go ahead then. My
0: number 2 is Rashad Evans.
1: And that is my and number, number one. one. Yeah, Rashad is my number 1. Okay.
0: So, you grabbed my one. I grabbed your yeah. yeah. one. Okay. <laughs> Um, two, one season two at heavyweight at the time, defeating Brad Imes And Rashad Evans at
1: heavyweight is a small heavyweight, a very small heavyweight, you know, but he he's, was quick. That was that was the kid, a great wrestler, very good wrestler. You know, MSU grad.
0: Yep, I actually worked out with uh, with Rashad when I was in high school. Excellent. I went to MSU for camp, and it was his sack my senior year. Going into my senior year, Rashad's second year on campus, and he was okay. him and Gray actually were both. Gray Maynard, we're both there at the same time. Gray was working with the lighter weight guys because Gray was wrestling 125, 135, maybe 145, I can't remember. Somewhere in there, but Rashad was, I believe we wrestled at 194 and a little bit of heavy there. And at the time, I didn't really know who the guy was. Um, I was working out with him and training with him, watched him wrestle that season because I've always been a big MSU wrestling fan, Mm -hmm. watched him and Gray a lot, and then all of a sudden, this dude's on the Ultimate Fighter. And I'm like, man, I recognize this guy from somewhere. Where do I know this name? And then all of a sudden they're talking about him being an MSU graduate. And I'm like, click. I rolled with this guy. <laughs> I wrestled with this guy for like yeah. a week, training with him, learning things from him. And now I'm watching him fight the UFC. So That's I've always, always had a lot of love for Rashad. So um, there's been some times where I, I didn't quite like his personality. I fight well, other fighters man. that I like, but whatever. Always had love for Rashad, so yeah, same here. Rashad, after the winning the Ultimate Fighter heavyweight, made the drop down to uh, to two hundred five and started just racking up wins.
1: A much better spot for him. Much better, you know. He that's that's a that's that's a natural weight class for him.
0: I think one of his most infamous wins was the brutal knockout that he put on Chuck Liddell at UFC one eighty eight or UFC eighty eight. I'm sorry, yeah. That's a highlight reel knockout where Chuck's going to throw one of his patented left hands. Rashad moves out of the way and counters him and, and perfect, Chuck's, perfect angle. Chuck's asleep. He, yep. Chuck was out for, for minutes. Yep. It took minutes before they could get Chuck up off, off the mat. And that ended up earning him the title shot at UFC 92. Against Forrest. Against Forrest, where he defeated Forrest at UFC 92. And just like Griffin lost his first title defense, um, he was defeated by Leota, where <coughs> that's kind of where he... You just can't be talking shit in the middle of a fight, Rashad. No, don't, uh-uh. tell, don't tell a guy that his hands are like pillows, and then he puts you to sleep two minutes <laughs> later. Um, but Rashad also challenged John Jones for the light heavyweight title, losing by unanimous decision. Yeah, so that's why I put I put him at my number two above Forrest because he was a two time title challenger and one time holder.
1: Yeah, he had some big, you know big wins over guys like Rampage and Bisping and Liddell, like you said, Sonnen, Ortiz, and yep. Dan Henderson. A lot of big. Big, big names. I mean, it's, it seems like when I was looking down his list of uh, of fights that he had, he, he only fought big-name people. Yeah. He didn't. had you know. a good fight
0: against uh, um, Paul Davis later in his career. No, he was supposed to fight Paul Davis. Okay. So I don't remember that fight. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. He was supposed to fight Paul, and that's when he got one of his first injuries. Okay.
1: But, I mean, he's got... Thirteen. He's thirteen. One, four, and one since the, the sounds tough. Still competing. Yeah, number seven. Number seven. Beat
0: uh, Two hundred five. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how much longer he's going got. Down to, to middleweight too.
1: He could. I mean, he he could do it. Absolutely. I, I, I don't think it's his ideal weight. No. I think two hundred five is where he reigns supreme. But then you know, what one eighty five is you know.
0: I think they were talking about it as just maybe a change, a resurgence type deal. Um, might have a little bit better competition f- wise for him sure. out there because I mean, he's not beating Jones, he's not no, beating Cormier, not beating Cormier no. he's probably not beating Alexander. He could stay, he could stay in the top five three, He's not going he to beat the
1: tiger, you know. And, you know, so, so that was yeah. my guy that I picked.
0: Uh, Number one, and, and that was my number two and my number one for reasoning because of the mold. I put TJ at number one because the two guys that I had at two and three both won. TJ was the guy that lost the show, lost a lot of the the hype train that you would get going in as the winner coming into the UFC and had to work his way up and has defended his title more times than, than the other guys that won the championship. So that was my reasoning. TJ Dillashaw runner up to John Dodson. Tough team Bisping versus Miller fought his way through the ranks to earn the battleweight title shot at UFC 173. Defeated Hannah Burrell in the fifth round by TKO in one of the biggest upsets in UFC history. Yeah, it
1: was. I didn't pick that. Uh, I didn't think Dillashaw had a chance to beat a guy like Henan Burrell. I did. I know. I was. I don't know why.
0: There was just something about TJ, man. Yeah. I don't know why. Because I. I'm, I'm, I'm no Nostradamus. I'm not at all. But there was just something about that kid, man. His fighting style spoke to me, and I I, just, I love his style. I, love I do watching too. Him fight. I uh, can't wait to watch him fight. Dominic. Penn &
1: Burrell was just at this level where I, I, I thought he was on a, on this path of he wasn't going to get defeated for like seven, eight, ten years.
0: You know who convinced you know. me that T.J. Dillashaw could beat Penn & Burrell? Uriah Faber. Uriah Faber is the person that convinced me that T.J. Dillashaw was going to. No beat. doubt.
1: Okay.
0: He. he the confidence that he. Uh, ironic as it is right now, looking at the situation. <laughs> uh, yeah. He'd never say it now. But him no. saying, going, coming up, you know, TJ's the guy you got to watch out for. He's the toughest guy on our team. He, he can be that He anybody. did. I remember. I remember. And that's that, where, that Word for word. That's basically. really where I started to take a step back and look at this kid and go, all right. And I started watching more of his fights. So I'm like, he, he can do it. yeah and going into that brow fight, I never wavered from it. I said, TJ's going to win this fight. Yeah. And probably has gotten one of my most... That fight in particular is probably my most favorite Michael Buffer intro ever. The way he got... The excitement he got for TJ Dillashaw announcing that fight was incredible. We nice. were sitting at home watching it, me and my buddies. I watched the fights together and we were all going crazy for how big Buffer went. On yeah. The, TJ! <laughs> Dillashaw! Jumping up and down and yeah, no it got TJ pumped. It got everybody pumped. So I... And He's defended his title twice, defeating Joe Soto, who had to fill in for Henan Barrow by TKO, and then KOing Brow again yep. here over the summer. And now he's scheduled to face former bantamweight champion Dominic Cruz on January seventeenth.
1: We'll talk about that at a different yeah. Day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So we will we we'll definitely words on that. break
0: down that fight, getting into it. But but that's that's my number one, and there's my reasonings for why Dillashaw because he defended his title twice, where the yep. other two guys. Both lost their titles on defending it the first time. Absolutely. And then uh, honorable mention for my list, I had uh, Graham Maynard, Diego Sanchez, Michael Bisping, Roy Nelson, John Dotson, and then I added Sarah at the end.
1: I have Tony Ferguson as well. I, and
0: I didn't even, I didn't Tony as well. Tony should be on there as an honorable mention. That, right. was,
1: that was my honorable mention was, was Tony Ferguson because... Um, he is he is a close personal friend. Exactly, and, and he's he's done. On top of that, he's done great things yep. in the UFC. He's been on a, a tremendous win streak. He's beaten uh, amazing fighters, especially this this last one yeah. with uh, with Edson uh, Barboza. That I had, I, I questioned myself and, and I picked Tony to win on the UFC right. fight thing. But going into it, I, I was I, I was nervous. I, I was texting you. was like, dude. You know? Yeah, and especially that first round. I don't know if, you know, even before the fight, I was like, dude, I'm worried about Tony. I'm worried about Tony. Yeah. I don't know how Tony's going to do this because I'm a big Edson Barbosa fan. I love the striking, and, well, I texted and, and Tony you could, did it.
0: I texted you as they were going into the window when the bell went off in the first round, and I'm yeah. like, Tony's got to get this to the ground.
1: Yeah, he's not going to get past it. I know, said, he don't get to this yep. to the ground. He's not
0: making it out of the second round, yep, man. He's right. wobbly now. And he, I mean, he went out and did exactly what I said he right, needed to took do, it down. and 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 finished it. But that first round was scary. He wasn't going to stand for three rounds. No, Marozzo was going to put it. him to sleep. Yes,
1: absolutely. He, he, out. he
0: was he was on the verge, man. He was on yeah. wobbly. He took some damage, some bad damage yes, in that first did. round. I gave him an
1: honorable mention
0: for, for those it. reasons. He deserves and, it one hundred percent.
1: He won his season of the Ultimate Fighter. You know, he's he's only got the single loss since then. And he's put on a streak of wins, a lot of big ones. And and I think he's going to be... Uh, he he needs one more, and then Definitely. he's going he's gonna to be... If he could get past that next fighter, whether it be Pettis or off or, or whoever they put in front of him, Yeah, yeah. Um, whoever that next person is, he gets past them, and he's going to get a title shot. There's a lot of
0: guys that yeah. are saying 2016 is, is the year Tony Ferguson. It is. I, I heard Brennan Schaub say it, not only... On the Joe Rogan Experience, but also on the Fighter and the Kid, his podcast with Brian Callen, mm-hmm. um, I've heard you know Joe Rogan nothing but high praises for Tony. Yeah. Um, you know Eric, the guy's the way of the warrior. Both um, FRB and Tom Lawler, uh, everybody yeah. has nothing but high praise for Tony. And he's got nothing but upside in his potential. Absolutely, he's, he's a young
1: kid. He's got and he's got a kid coming too. Yep, and more reason to fight harder and stronger to, to provide for his family. That's exactly. Um, cool. And congratulations to him on the on finding out that he's having a boy. Yeah, you know, that's very cool. Uh, um, yeah, he was my honorable mention. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't put him on the list above the guys that I had right. yet, yet because he's it's still more of an infancy. I, mean, I, I can't put him above TJ or, right. or Rashad, but I can honorable mention him, and I, then I think and he deserves it. My
0: honorable mention, guys, um, you know, Gray's been a title contender several times. And a tough, tough fighter
1: and a in a, uh, a hell of a UFC yep. uh, fighter. He, he's always there. He's always game, you know, uh, and he's had some, some big...
0: Big wins, yeah. and big moments in the big, UFC. Yeah, exactly. Diego for all the li- reasons that you listed <laughs> on it. Um, Bisping, I, I just like the guy. Yeah, and it's fun to watch fight. It, he is. It's, It sucks what happened to him with with Vitor. You know that damage to his eye took a lot of time off of his career and almost yeah. ended his career. Yeah. So, I, Roy Nelson. I mean... He's, enjoy, he's enjoyable to watch. He's yeah. fun. There's not
1: a lot of serious notes about him. He has a Dotson's, great time.
0: Dotson's a winner of the Ultimate Fighter and a, and a multiple-time title contender. Yeah. Three time because he, he fought the 35 title and got beat by Dominic. Mm-hmm. And then dropped down and twice has lost to Mighty Mouse. And Sarah, obviously, you know, yeah. won that title. we didn't even I didn't even think about the comeback until we started just talking about exactly. it. Exactly. So... That's that's my list for the Ultimate Fighter, and I should have thrown Tony in there for an honorable mention, too. I just I yeah. left it off because all my other guys have been some form other than, than Diaz. Well, even Diaz fought for a title. Everybody on yeah. my list has at least completed for a title yet, and Tony's a- just not there yet. A- even your really.
1: honorable mentions were actually... More deserving of a list, than, right? You know, it, it was a
0: hard list to pare down. I mean, five yeah. guys. Any of these lists we do are hard. Oh well, yeah, but but you know, any one of those guys could have been interchangeable interchangeable into my five and four. Three three through one was pretty much cemented. Yeah, T.J.
1: Dillashaw, Rashad Evans. Yeah, yeah, and four.
0: But five and four were were very much. And I and I wanted to make sure I included Kenny because I don't think Kenny gets enough. He doesn't. Respect for how good of a fighter Kenny was and and what he did in four different weight classes. On top of being a really great analyst, Kenny Florian does he's an great. awesome job. Absolutely.
1: He's wonderful at it. He's, he's very knowledgeable about the sporting. He mm-hmm. can see the moves coming ahead of time. You can see three, but the great thing about a play-by-play guy is being able to see three moves ahead so that you can tell them as they transition into the guard, say, well, now he has to go to here. You're right. You know, now he has to... If he can get in the side control, control the arm. And go He has people to see three moves ahead. Yeah. And Kenny can do that. Joe Rogan can do it. Kenny can do it just as good. Yeah, or if not better. Yeah. I mean, because he
0: has the, the perspective of actually being a former fighter. Doing it Where Joe Joe Where Joe was a... Was a in karate and taekwondo, and and he trains, know, train, like, and trains jiu jitsu. Training and competition, exactly two different things. And and that's one another thing that Kenny always has been praised for as a fighter as well is his is his MMA mind. He's yeah. very smart, brilliant. So, make, you know what
1: if he doesn't want to uh, or doesn't end up working out for commentary, he's going to be a, a great, head coach a hell of a great coach. trainer somewhere wherever he wants to go. Any camp would be better by picking up Kenny Florian to train their fighters.
0: Could not agree anymore, man. Well, that's it. Yeah, so that, that'll that uh, pretty much wrap it up for this episode. Any final thoughts, Dave? Um,
1: you know, this is a, a great show that we had. We're going to have, over the the, in the next few weeks, I would say a month at the most, we're going to have some visitors come Absolutely. on to show some, some local uh, MMA talents, some local Brazilian jiu-jitsu specialists. Um, and friends of ours on top of that. They're going to come in, and we're going to have some great discussions. So um, adding some questions to us, use social media. We absolutely love it, and be on the lookout next year for uh, some, some Average Joe guests. Yeah. yeah it's to well, be fun.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to bringing some other people in. Yeah.
1: Pick their brain a little bit. Yeah. Like, see how the, you know, the process goes. I know some of the guys over there again at Island... Big fan yeah, of Jiu-Jitsu. Thank I know, you guys, know,
0: Island, so much for the support.
1: I know you guys to, listen to the show, and, and we're huge supporters of yours as well. And when, once we can get you guys, we're going to have a couple of them on the show after the first of the year, and that's going to be exciting. Yeah. So Island Jiu-Jitsu,
0: you know, you guys have been amazing The support. The guys at Way of the Warrior, you know, Eric and Ken, Eric's been immensely supportive of this show for us, uh, and that's that's been huge for me personally, being a huge fan of that show. So, you know, and yeah, we have some great things coming up. Got Guys from Island, uh, Eric's going to be Excellent. on the show eventually. Um, so, uh, yeah, as always, thank you guys for listening and supporting the show. Be sure to go and like the Average Joe's MMA Facebook page and follow it for any breaking news in between episodes. Be sure to go on to our iTunes page, subscribe, rate, and review. It helps us out immensely. Uh, we'll be back with another episode of the Average Joe's MMA show and from the Joes, we want to make sure and wish you guys a Merry Christmas and happy and safe holidays. Whatever way you celebrate the holidays, we want you to make sure that you have a great one. So, for David Van Bolen, I'm Jeff Shannon. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week.